afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Black, can you hear me this week? Yep. Thank God. Okay. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is another Tech Golf Podcast. Glad you, uh, you could join us today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Thursday, June the 8th. Holy shit. Slow the fuck down. I still have to, you know, like, hit up a treadmill or something before I go to the Philippines. I can't... I don't have much time. When are you heading there? End of July. Oh, okay. End of July, uh, we hit the road. I, I've been, like, piecing together... There we go. I've been piecing together, um... All of the, uh, accoutrement. Things required before the travel. Uh, like, clothes, for example, that will work in the climate that I am going to, and not the one that I'm currently in. Uh, and, uh, so lots of, like, linen, everything, linen. If I could buy linen underwear fast enough, I'd be buying linen fucking underwear. Uh, but, uh, we gotta live with, like, this, and it's not even, like, linen linen, because, you know, if you get proper linen, your ass is paying huge amounts of money. No, I, I, I ain't that H&M model linen type shit. I'm the, I'm the blended linen from Amazon type shit. But we got some, we got some shirts. We got some shorts. I'm still trying to get shorts to work. The problem is, Mr. Black, right now, men's fashion. I'm not going to say that we're currently reliving the 80s, because we're not reliving the 80s. The shorts aren't that short. You know, we haven't hit, we haven't hit Larry Bird and Magic Johnson short yet. But we are still relatively short. Men's shorts are a nine-inch inseam. Right now is the fashionable inseam, which means it comes just down to the base of my right testicle. Not a lot of room to work for me in a nine-inch inseam short. I'm too fucking tall. My legs are too long. And so whenever I buy shorts, I put these bad boys on. I look like I'm wearing boxers, and if I sit down, I'm giving you a show. And it's not a great show. I'm going to be honest. It's n- nobody's paying, paying money to see that show. They don't even know if they'd show up for free. So I've been, I've been hunting for the shorts, sending them back and forth, trying to, like, order some more. Uh, I'm not about, like, I, I gave up on going to, sh- like, shops a long fucking time ago. That shit ain't worked in, oh, fuck me, my entire life. So, uh, so we're in the midst of that. We're going to hope that round two does a bit better. Bought some sandals, of course. Not going to wear shoes when you're there. That's a waste of everyone's time. Just be, be in some sandals, uh, which, of course, also pain in the ass for me to find. But I did find a D-spare. 79 bucks, the cheapest fucking thing I've bought for clothes in a long time. Mm. Problem was, despite fitting my foot, my wide-ass paddle, the, the strap that goes around the back of your heel, it's obviously prepared for the foot of Andre the Giant. The amount of space, even at maximum tension on that motherfucker... There's still enough room for a football field in the back. My foot is filling out every other part of the sandal. But then you get to the back part, and it's like somebody thinks you have elephantitis of the fucking foot, but specifically the ankle and heel. It's a huge, just a huge gap. It doesn't fall off my foot, but it looks ridiculous. I look like I'm wearing my father's sandals as a child. And so, so my only other hope, I was like, oh, I was so happy with this $79 pair of sandals. I ain't got no fucking money right now. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm struggle busting out here. But I went on, the only other sandals I could find that were wide and 15 were, of course, Birkenstocks, which were not $79, 
But when you're desperate, you're desperate. So we ordered some Birkenstocks, and we're going to hope that that one fits a little bit better, and then I should be good to go. Uh, I'm going to be probably changing shirts every four to five minutes while I'm there anyway. So we'll just roll the punches and uh, see what happens. But yeah, it's the end of July. We head out, and and uh, between now and then, it's just getting everything ready, getting prepared, and uh, buckling up, and hoping that we get some decent weather both to fly out of here and to land there. Uh, we're not in the typhoon season there or anything like that, but it's the Philippines. You never know. You could show up one day and it's clear. The next day, it's fucking Hurricane Katrina, which is like a casual Tuesday in the Philippines. And so we'll, uh, we'll hope for the best. But either way, before we hop into some video game stuff, a much more important question of the week is, Mr. Black, how was your week? Um, it was just another week. Um, my mic arm broke. So I had to grab this one from the vocal booth, and ah. uh, that's why I've got this. Weird... You've got the pop filter and suspension in there now. This it's yeah. one that's different. Well, yeah, this was the one that was in my vocal booth because the other one is all kinds of fucked. It's like did uh, you ever did you ever get that that wire back on after it popped off? Bruh. Oh well, was, uh, yeah, no, that's. You, it can be fixed. I had it the same be, one. It's, an, it's nightmare, bro. It's it, a this fucking. Is, this is a two. This is a two-hour Rubik's cube. All right. I was literally and, about to say I'd rather solve a Rubik's cube yeah, than put that fucking I, thing back together again. I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna go and order another one of these guards. Yeah. And uh, this is getting retired. <laughs> it's just that simple. Because this is so much easier. And this is so much easier. I just can just clamp, and then the mic comes out. and yeah. Goes in. It's Boom. just. I don't know why no, I didn't no do tension, this. No tension, no tension arm or anything. Just bada yeah. bing, bada boom. Especially yeah. for that, because it's it's probably made to fit a few mics, but I suspect they probably made it like with the TLM 103 uh, style body in mind. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got the the boom mic, the the shotgun mic, and I use a Rycoat uh, suspension arm, and that's just you just push the mic into the into the clips. Done. No fucking yeah. doing weird weird and wacky shit. And, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's been that's been my thing. So if there's this big ass device here in front of my face that you're not used to, well, it's just the way it is for now. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's been the highlight of my week, essentially. Damn. Yeah, it's a solid week right there. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I remember. I remember when I was trying all the different microphones out, and I was trying the the 103 uh, or the yeah, that's the that's the cradle that comes with the microphone. And I remember it was on rent. I didn't. I didn't buy the thing. I was renting microphones from Long McQuaid while I was trying to figure out what mic was going to sound best, uh, you know, for my voice. And it had that nest. Yeah, and fucking, fucking by God, as I was putting it together, that that one one came off. And as soon as one came off, it. it was like it was like fucking shit was just flying all over the place. I tried my best to put it back together before I took it back. Yeah, that shit looked terrible. When I return yeah. it, but uh, fuck yeah, em. yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck them. Replace that shit with something else. I uh, got a good show lined up for you uh, guys, as always out there. Uh, not a lot of of individual game news, but there's been some some interesting stuff, regardless of, that has cropped up this week. So we'll do our best to go over those things. Uh, first up, and uh, and and kind of, I suppose, indicative. If well, not indicative, but. There were probably canaries in the coal mine, so to speak, before this happened. But this is definitely like it, once once you see this stuff happening at this level of esport, you know esports in general is 
Rocky Waters. The uh, Riot's LCS, specifically the NA LCS, just chalked here in the last couple of weeks, Mr. Black. I don't know if you've seen any of this come across your timeline. I suspect you probably have. Uh, But my God, what a five alarm fire they got going on over there. I tried to look into it to see if they had they had yet come to an agreement or not. I couldn't find anything today when I was looking for updates. So this is the information I have is from two or three days ago. I haven't seen any new publication stuff go up. Maybe there's some people on Twitter with even more up to date information. I, I haven't seen it. But the whole concept is kind of this. Nobody fucking cares about NALCS. <laughs> that's that's step one. Nope. Nobody fucking cares. The players don't care. The team don't care. The viewers don't care. Riot don't care. Everyone is in a state of apathy and who the fuck because it's NALCS. Uh, and the whole idea is you watch NALCS, you see your team's you know, go head to head and then maybe, you know, one moves on to the, to, you know, to worlds and immediately gets fucking decimated day one before they even get out of the opening groups. And you rinse and repeat that cycle, you know, pretty much ad infinitum. But, and as we've talked about here on the podcast before, when referencing, uh, esports in general in North America, because this wouldn't be the first time something like this happened in esports for this region. This is why you see most teams farming out players as streamers and content creators and not necessarily focusing on actually winning anything to any major degree, other than maybe winning the NA level scene. Because it's like everyone has the mindset, we are never going to win as soon as we go across the pond. So fuck it, let's just make all sorts of money by getting sponsorships and whatever we can get and have our guys be streaming on Twitch and YouTube and wherever else the fuck we want to be streaming and just, that's the show. So it's always been a bit rocky, but in more recent times, really rocky. But more specifically, as it turns out, uh, that uh, despite the fact that while the EU and Asia uh, regions, that includes uh, the Chinese region, have been thriving with amateur leagues, feeding the top LCS, so almost not, I wouldn't call them farm teams, but they're kind of farm, kind of farm teams. While those scenes have their own, and they've been thriving, doing well. In fact, I want to say it was Europe's scene that has a a second tier under the main farm league. So it's like they've got three tiers of shit going on. Uh, And the Asian scene largely in in China had like the one below. And A had the one below. Uh, But it's not been, it's just not been doing well. It's been costing a lot of people a lot of money to keep it up. And so as such, Riot decided to remove the mandate that required LCS teams to fund an NACL team in addition to their LCS roster in a supposed effort to free up the teams to have more options for how to run their operations, spend their money the way that they want to spend it to try and keep themselves afloat, uh, theoretically keeping the scene able to thrive for longer uh, instead of kind of continuing the, the nosedive. At least that's what it's supposed to do on paper. Almost immediately after this, the the first knock-on effect of that, which anyone probably could have seen coming, but certainly uh, this was pretty substantial, uh, teams like C9, 100 Thieves, TSM, uh, Immortals, uh, and others axed their NACL development teams just outright. They're just gone. They were said, All right, we don't have to keep these up anymore to have our contract be fulfilled. Then we're shutting those bitches down. And so they did. And some of these teams, or, or at least one, I think, maybe TSM, uh, is just moving regions altogether. 
So there's all sorts of stuff that came along with this, but those teams immediately shut down those development teams. The LCSPA, which is like the Players Association, was of course a little bit salty, Mr. Black, when this happened. Because, well, that effect, uh, that affected a lot of players, a lot of casters, a lot of a whole lot of everything that was involved at that tier of the LCS. When they just decide to wholesale, everyone's closing down these, these operations, thanks to Riot freeing up that mandate. And so they said without, uh, without doing this with player support, Riot never came to these teams to talk to them about this. They just went ahead and did it. Without that, they said the players simply just going to peace out. Deuces. You guys can figure your shit out until you want to come to the table and actually work with the LC, uh, LCSPA. Uh, so a strike, if you will, uh, in this instance. Now, you might think to yourself, man, that might be difficult to run the summer split without any players. And you'd be right. As it turns out, it's pretty challenging to have a tournament if you're missing a whole bunch of players. So, as that happened, this led to Riot dropping the rank requirements from what they usually had uh, to be able to bring players in, more or less like if this was a strike in real life for like, like, a, 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 like a company, scab workers, if you will, to come in and replace the players that were walked out uh, on, the, uh, on, uh, on the teams after this decision was made. So essentially, you didn't have to hold any or maintain any rank on ladder. You could be Joe Blow and walk in and play in the LCS. That's kind of... That's, so they were all, of course, as soon as this happened, you can imagine, memes fucking everywhere about who was going to enter into... Like, how many people I saw posting a picture of Tyler 1 waiting for his moment has come. It's time for Tyler 1 to enter the, L the LCS. So, uh, so they, they did that. And at the same time, of course, the Players Association went to the collegiate esports scene and whatnot and said, guys, Riot's going to come to you they're going, to be, they're going to be giving you offers. They're going to be saying, look, your time has come. These guys walked out. It's your time to step up. Here's what you can do. You come on in. You get to play at the show. They're warning them ahead of time. They said, don't do that shit. Stand with us. Otherwise, none of this, uh, like, you might be okay now, but when you leave the collegiate scene, you're fucked. So just hold strong. Let's all stand together on this and force Riot to actually sit down at a table and have a, you know, have a chit-chat to figure this shit out. So they did that. And eventually, after all this has gone down, and we're getting down to the wire. And Riot, of course... Well, who does Riot have to satisfy when the splits come up, Mr. Black? They got sponsors. They got business partners. There's several dollars to be had in the LCS. A lot of money floating around in that motherfucker. And so they're sitting there going, Fuck, we need to come up with something, boys. We can't just go ahead with this... And so they, they pulled the nuclear option. They went out and said, hey, if you guys aren't going to fucking play, we're shutting this whole bitch down. No summer split. And so you got two sides <laughs> who are doing the classic, they were doing the standoff, Mr. Black. It's the old-fashioned, old-western standoff. It's high noon, as it were. And everyone's waiting to see who's drawing first. Is it the players? Or is it... Riot, who may or may not lose a whole lot more money if they don't get this shit off the ground. With that being said, a small bump in the road here for the Players Association, Mr. Black. Double lift. 
We know who Doublelift is. If you know anything about League of Legends, you know who Doublelift is. Relatively large figure in the NALCS scene. One might think the largest of figures in the LCS uh, for North America. He decided to have a little stream arena, Mr. Black. Have a little chit-chat about this himself. He wanted to weigh in. You know, he wanted to get his, uh, he wanted to get his internet clout. Everyone's asking, wondering. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, where's Ja Rule? What would Ja Rule think? Except this time it was, where's Doublelift? What does he think? And so Doublelift answered the call. And he went on stream and he said, you know what? If push comes to, so- if push comes to shove, I don't want any of this. I just want to play in the summer split. And the players association in the background were going, Fuck! Why would you say that? No! No! Why? Because if there was one motherfucker that could open his mouth to just a rug pull, the whole friggin' players association on the dot, it would be double lift going on his stream and saying something is stupid, clearly not understanding how strikes work, or... He's just wanting to make a whole bunch more money. It's I mean, he knows <laughs> bro, he knows what he's doing. He knows it more intimately than you or I or anybody exactly, else. He knows exactly. exactly what he's doing. So he went on there and said, "Gotcha, bitch. I'm just gonna. I wanna. I'm gonna play in the summer split." And there goes my hero. <laughs> Watch him as he goes. So he's out there doing his thing. I haven't got any more updates. That's kind of where it's at right now. Double lift just fucking lit a Molotov cocktail and throwed that bitch through the window and walked away. And so now, now we just gotta wait and see. But Mr. Black, that's your that's your whole setup here. We've talked about esports, especially in North America, many times, because we've we've a little bit closer to that, especially you yourself. We've had lots of opinions on this. But how do you feel about seeing something like this happen for what is arguably the largest Esport, likely in North America. This is like them in like Dota. I mean, like prize pool, it's Dota, but I think size wise, it's probably still League of Legends. So, how do you feel about, or, or what do you, what is your take on this, and and what do you think the is there a solution that these guys can come to, or is this just a natural conclusion to NA esports given the current climate? Yeah, I think this is just natural selection. I think this is just. Uh... You can frame it however you want to frame it. I just think, I mean, it's no secret. There's, there's money in esports, but there's no money in esports. Like, I know that doesn't make any sense, but there's like, money for specific people. Is that what you're correct. getting at? Yeah, correct. Yeah. But there, and it's very specific people. Um, the tippity top, and that's pretty much it. Um. In a in I, NA specifically. In NA. In yeah, NA. Yeah. Yes. In, Everywhere in, in, else in it NA. seems to be okay, but NA yeah. spinning time. And I and I don't know and and I don't know exactly all of the reasons why it's like that. I think it might literally just be the fact that there, there's much more interest in esports uh on a foreign side opposed to here in North America. Um that's definitely a big part of it. Um there seems to be a lot more money as well uh, elsewhere um, than NNA. So like I don't know. Sta- like stable money, like in Korea, like, like full on telecoms are getting involved and shit like that. Yes. Um, now, with that being said, there is money in, in North America esports, but it's not, it's not what people think it is. The, the vast majority of the players aren't making a very good living. Um, it's basically, I don't want to go as far as saying it's like slave labor. It's not like that, but it's not, 
infinitely past uh, a, a a regular nine to five job pay, like minimal wage, the amount of hours you're putting in, what you're getting out, and it rewards superstars. And it's the it's the reason why the NA scene has never really been all that competitive. Like what Adam said in the beginning, uh, and of course, guys, there there are anomalies. There are cases. You know, there are individual players that actually just ship themselves Destroy. elsewhere because they're very good. Correct, yeah. correct. Yeah. So like, they'll take their talents and they'll move it to a whole nother league, right? Because in North America, you make your money from your your stream, your personality. And your, you know, your affiliates, like your, your merch, your, those sort of things. A lot of the money is not being made via competition. The vast majority of the money is made elsewhere. And it's always been the issue in North America. Thus, a lot of the players prioritize their own personal streams because they're going to make infinitely more money and they'll have longevity as a, as a, as a player personality so that when shit goes tits up, Obviously, they're still very talented at video games. They can go and transition to another game or to wherever, uh, another league, another region, whatever the case may be. So they just try and build their stardom as much as as much as possible. I, if Riot is struggling, it tells you everything you need to know about North America esports. If Riot is struggling or they're having to make these changes. I mean, that's it. It just speaks for itself. I mean, they're 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 the goat. They riot is that's it. LCS NA is like the biggest thing in North American esports that there is. Period. And I don't think anybody's ever going to be any bigger. So if they're having a struggle bus, th- this is this isn't Ryan uh, Ryan. This isn't Riot trying to you know, cut a bunch of corners and uh, screw over people. I just think that they're forced to make these changes because the, the it's not profitable. And and League of Legends, although it's huge, it's not as big as what it was a few years back. It's not, you know, it's still massive. Don't get me wrong, guys. But it's not this forever... Uh, Venture good, capital isn't a straight line anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's not. So... Yeah, anyway, I don't have it's, much else to add about it. It's just the way it is. And it's kind of like, uh, just to add to your point um, about about the the um, you know streamer or the becoming leaning more on their own personal brands and streams and whatnot to generate most of their money because they're not getting paid the salaries and stuff that other that other uh, other leagues or other uh, or other regions are getting paid. I feel like that's kind of like a. It's kind of like a self. It's like an Ouroboros. It's the fucking snake eating the snake. It's like a it's a self perpetuating shit show. So uh, like the the NALCS to some degree r- relies upon at least one of those NA teams doing well outside of the NA region to maintain interest from a large enough fan base to make right enough money to help fund yeah. NALCS, and then the individual player level. If they're not getting that money already, they're leaning on the stream stuff. They're not focused on getting better to build a team. And the entire culture becomes get on this team because brand deals and everything else and just take it. 
get your bag and then tread water and maybe you make a run or something where you're like up against a couple of European teams and then just pack it the fuck in and maybe you have like a little like uh you know Cinderella story where you get like into round two and yeah. then like and, and that's it like and it becomes a cultural thing and then you just like it, it just rinse and repeats itself into the point where it was okay as long as the venture money was coming in because you could always hype it up. You could always, you could always be like, "Yo, this we're bringing in this player from this region and this yeah, player from this region." Yeah, there's always stories to tell, but now it's just. But now it's like we don't got the money that we got no cash. You know, it is. You got to pick your battle, and and individually, they're going to pick their battles that work for them more than so the team, and thus hurts their performance. Thus hurts, you know, and keeps <laughs> the cycle it, continues. Cycle. Yeah, so. We'll see. Uh, so we'll see what uh, good luck to Tyler one Godspeed out there on the LCS floor. Uh, I'm sure you'll do well. Be great. You know what? We talked about this on my stream uh, when it first started to, to come out with this information. And I said, I got to be honest. Some sick part of me kind of just wants it to completely blow up so that we can watch just complete dog water. Just a bunch of people that are like, you know, platinum diamond bronze fucking random scrubs coming in and playing in the NALCS so they had the full production team absolutely everything everyone's there fucking bring Monty back pay him money to give a fuck about the league again have him come and they're just casting ass I would watch the fuck out of that from beginning be to end be like Except, TV, well, you know? be exactly. like you know just go in there and have fun and the thing is, 100%. you get a lot of these, you get a bunch of Tyler 1s in there, this shit's going to be entertaining as fuck. And it'll probably bring, on it, I, be ironically, way more people. Way, bring more, way people. more people. <laughs> way more people. Maybe that's the restart. You do that long enough, you'll actually start to get legitimately good players. We'll just start filtering to the top in the league. So maybe, maybe the meme is, blow it up. Just run an absolute clown fiesta for a few years. Still give it the same kind of budget for like the casting and everything else. Everyone knows it's a bit of a meme, but if the money comes, so too does the players. And if you start to get, maybe that's the trick. Clown maybe. fiesta 2024. I'm in. Lock it in, right? You listen. But yeah, we'll wait. If it, as as new stuff comes up, and we see what happens there. Uh, of course, I'll uh, I'll add it to the uh, the list, and we'll talk about it in the future. Uh, next up, I'll actually front load this and then we'll end with the, the bigger, the bigger one, I would say for, uh, for this week. So, uh, oh boy, Mr. Black. Apple. It's a big company. It's worth several bajillion dollars right now. And it's been a few years since Apple has had a first gen brand new product. They haven't done it in a while. They've been doing all their iterations of all their current products, and it's been a hot minute. And one of the main big emerging, I don't know if you call it a blue ocean at this point, but it's still kind of because nobody's really taken off. Big opportunity is the AR VR space, and they hadn't really, you know, I don't even think they dipped a toe. I think they looked in the general direction of the water, and that was about it. And because that's what Apple does, Apple will sit back because they can, they're already the wealthiest fucking individuals on earth. So just, they just sit back, they watch other people flounder, magic carp their ass around on dry land, trying to figure out a market. They look at it and go, Hey, that's not a bad, that's not a bad little feature. That's not a bad little feature. We think that might work there. We might, but how do we make it better? How do we make it Apple? Maybe we add rounded corners and sue somebody for having the same shit. What can we do to make this work? 
and then they put all that together in a blender. They pay a whole bunch of people and an obscene amount of money to go behind closed doors that not even fucking top secret clearance would get you past. And then out of nowhere, Tim Apple walks out on stage and says, $6,000. And everyone in the audience goes, yes! 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 I'll take ten! And we got that this week, Mr. Black, in the form of the Vision Pro. It is, it's like, it's if Macho Man Randy Savage's glasses were turned into AR VR goggles, that is literally what you're looking at right there in all of its glory. And so, or, or ski goggles, if you will. They look a little bit like some ski goggles. Uh, these motherfuckers, as much as I'm poking fun at it, these motherfuckers, as you might expect from Apple walking into a new market, they have spent so much money on this, as anyone who buys this out the gate will be spending a lot of money, but they have clearly spent an enormous amount of money and time on this thing. Because it blows pretty much all the other headsets. In terms of general functionality, it's not a specialist gaming device, for example. But for all intents and purposes, every other feature about this bitch... Woo! Shit's crazy. (laughs) So, I mean, like, just the sheer amount of cameras that it has, for example, of tracking your eyeballs is fucking ridiculous. It's a full array for eyeball tracking. Uh, You send them your head measurements... This shit comes fucking form-fitted to your big-ass head so you can get even stranger fucking headphone friggin' dents except at the back of your head instead of the top. So, like, this is a very unique, you know, customized experience. Hand tracking and eye tracking were priority numero uno because they don't want controllers. They don't want you walking around the room fucking with controllers in your hands doing some crazy shit. They don't want that. They just wanted you to be able to put the headset on and interact with the world around you, either in a VR or AR environment, and not have to worry about producing controllers. And so they have said they have nothing now, and they have nothing planned in the future for any kind of controlling device. Everything is from hand tracking and eyeballs. And so, how does this motherfucker work? Well, for now, it only works with the stock Apple Store apps. Because it's a first-generation device, this is how they launch all of their devices, because, well... Why would you leave? Why would you open this bitch up to random people producing shit when you want to just lock it up and make it as good as it can be before you do like a Gen 2? And then maybe you go, okay, now some people can get their hands on it and do some other shit with it. So for now, it's just a really interesting productivity machine. Although, of course, you could do other things, I'm sure, like watching, uh, you know, movies and things of that nature, if I'm not mistaken. However, stock apps for that. MKBHD, of course, got his hands on this for a period of time and was describing it. And he said, he said he does, he hates because it's in tech and everyone always says magic in tech, right? He says he hates using that word. But when he got, when he was sitting there for like, I think he said he had like a half an hour with the hell, with the, the headset on. He said, the way that you click or interact with things, it's all eye tracking. It's, it, you do a, 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 like a setup process, obviously, when you first put it on. You look at something, and then you just do this with your fingers. You make a pinch motion. Your hand could be fucking... Just about anywhere that's not up your own asshole. When you just click your two fingers together, and your, eye, your, your eyes are looking at that icon, click. And so he said after a while, he was doing it on it like he didn't even realize... And he's only had the headset for half hour. He said he was just fucking... Doing, which freaked him out a little bit, and he said, honestly, it was like fucking magic. It was weird. Like, the the level, the accuracy level of the eye tracking, he said, was fucking insane. 
So very interesting. It also has the, which a lot of people have, of course, made memes of online. It actually has a tilted kind of uh, LED screen thing at the front of the eyes so that it, it semi-projects either your own face to the world around you or, or some like, op- like obscured version of whatever it is that you're working on so that people can see that you're not seeing them right now. <laughs> you're just there in the fucking headset if it wasn't obvious enough as is. Uh, but very impressive device. Very, very impressive. 4K basically to each eyeball, as you would expect in a device like this. Uh, and just very, very interesting and, and a huge step for Apple to actually enter into the space. Because we've talked about it before, this is a market that's still unimaginably niche. Even in gaming, which is what people thought was like the primary driver for artificial, uh, or, or uh, sorry, AR, VR. So to have Apple finally step in is pretty fucking huge. Now, how much does it cost, you might ask? I'm glad you asked. Too much for you. Nobody's going to want to buy this thing except for about five people in Silicon Valley, which is probably the number of these units that they're going to make anyway, which is exactly why it's priced at what it is. That price? 3500 US! Uh. <laughs> this uh-huh. is coming, coming in hot and spicy. But again, this is this is first gen, first movers. Think back to all like the first iPhone, the first fucking iPod, the first but you don't you don't have the production to be cranking out 40 million of these fuckers and you don't want to cuz you're still you're still perfecting the product. You need to wow people, you need to wow tech heads that want to be the first to, to put their hands on the tech. They're going to pay whatever you ch- they could they could charge 35 grand. There would have been enough people out there to be like, "Yeah!" Oh, oh for sure, for sure. And bought it anyway. So they're pricing it for them, and that price will skim down, and they'll get more and more people in as they produce ramp up production and shit. But it will be Gen two, three, four, if it continues on, which I'll get to in a second here. That will be obviously for more of the masses. That will probably, I would imagine, it's still going to cost a lot, but probably more like you know, nineteen ninety nine instead of thirty five hundred fucking thirty five hundred fucking dollars. The last thing I'll say before I bring in Mister Black here is. And this is where I'm going to, the question I'm going to ask Mr. Black, since most of this was just a tech talk before that. Now that Apple's entering the space, Mr. Black. Apple is... Apple is never the first to do anything, really. But... They are the ones that tend to drive the mass adoption of lots of different types of tech. For example, in the phone space... Not just the smartphone itself, they weren't necessarily the first, but they popularized it with the iPhone. Then more recent example, they got rid of the headphone jack. Everyone was like, are you fucking insane? Why would you do that? And what happened? Everyone else, including my fucking Samsung, got rid of the three and a half uh, mil headphone jack. They don't, they aren't necessarily always the first to do something, but they are the ones that everyone else then, once they prove that everyone wants it, or will, or will at least tolerate it, they adopt it. AR VR headset, not widely adopted really yet. I believe, and I want your thoughts on this as well, I believe that Apple getting into this will mean one of two things. One, it will either mean a far more accelerated success and growth of this market if it's successful. If people really just be clamoring for it like crazy and it keeps going and going kind of like 
uh, the uh, the iPod or the iPhone did when it first came out, or if it's kind of lukewarm, or it kind of just fizzles out, it will do pretty severe damage to the market segment, and it will take even longer for adoption to happen if Apple can't really come out and make this work big. That's my thoughts on this coming up. What do you think about Apple getting into this? Do you think that you, I don't think you're going to want to spend $3,500 on one, but do you, are you a little bit interested in what they do with this versus other people? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's Apple. So, you know, I'm going to sound like a bit of an an Apple fanboy here. and, And to some degree I am, um, I've got tons of Apple products. And uh, I know it's going to be painful for people to hear me say this, but Apple just does it better than everybody else. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just well, true. They, they, they I mean, sit back I know, and wait. They better do it better because they sit yeah. back and watch everyone else. It's a smart move. Yeah, they, they just do it better than everybody else. Now, am I saying that there is another tech out there that, you know, statistically has maybe a better output um, or, 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 or a, um, a better sound or a better look or a better whatever. Yeah, they exist. But Apple is the best at creating something uh, not new, basically taking something that people know of and turning it into culture and, and, and really they understand their user. And they just make the experience, A, easy to get into, not in terms from a financial point, but like from a, from a user standpoint, it's just, it just clicks. You, you could be a fucking, like if they took Apple products and gave it to a fucking ape, that the ape would figure out how to use the Apple product. Like it's just, it's that simple. It's just, it's just there. They know what they're doing. Um, the stuff is usually of quality. Um, they rarely miss and, you know, I, I, I think if Apple is jumping into this space now, they know something we don't and they are. And the crazy thing is, is they're going to look like they're the first to market, even though they're not, they're going to look like they're the ones that created all of this and Everybody from here on out is going to look at what Apple has done and what Apple is doing, and they're going to try and mimic it and make their own version, but quote unquote, that it's not Apple and Apple will create the popularity of this. I think this is going to be immensely successful. I don't think it's going to be, you know, it's not going to, they're not going to be selling like iPhones by any means or $3,500 fucking price tag, but, uh, the next couple of generations, they'll dumb it down, uh, price wise, the the goggles will get even smaller and it'll get to the point where you're literally wearing fucking glasses. Well, no people were like, people were like these. making the comparison where Google Glass did this shit like fucking 15 years ago, but it was it was only AR. It wasn't a VR thing. Yeah, it was huh. obviously obviously vastly fucking older tech. Oh, yeah. But oh, right. but like that's what like Google kind of skipped ahead and said, "All right, we don't want to do the big headset. We just want the." The glasses part, so it's like we're working ironically yeah. back to a a Google Glass kind and it'll, of a, it'll a form get there. factor. It, yeah. It'll get there. It's just a matter of time. They'll get smaller and smaller. Um, 
But yeah, no, it's cool. I actually haven't heard about this until you brought it up, so I'll have to do some research myself. Obviously, I'm never going to pay fucking 3500 US <laughs> to go and get the first generation of a of a Vision Pro because we already know Vision Pro Plus is going to be coming like 12 months afterwards and then the fucking they've already got that shit in production right now, right? <laughs> so, you know, uh we just wait and see. But it's Apple, guys. You can hate on Apple all you want and you have you have tons of reasons to hate on them. I'm not I'm not disputing that. But when these motherfuckers enter the the arena, shit's getting real. I think the closest thing to a to a failure that I've seen Apple do on sort of a big scale is like the Apple Watch. That's like the closest thing and they still sell. Like the people still wear I see them all the time, but it's it's not as a a go-to. But with that being said, there's tons of other watches out there. They're about to get into the market. And they the first really big commercial, you know, consumer ready, get in, put it on. You totally understand what it is. You don't need to be wearing this large fucking thing with all these wires coming down from underneath. And you need a $6,000 PC and you got to be a semi-programmer and all this other shit. It's none of that. You're going to go to the fucking Apple store. And you're going to have a bunch of people in the Apple store standing there. These things are going to be on display. You're going to put them on. And you're going to go, holy fuck, let me remortgage my house. <laughs> That's what's going to happen because it's Apple. So I'm, I'm interested. I think it's, I think it's great. Uh, and I it really, looks, I, I'm, look, I'm on their site right now. This shit looks fucking dope. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's like just the right a bit of like futuristic, but sleek. Um, you can already tell they can, there'll be improvements in, in the future. One fucking cord. The fact that you're telling me the dude says it feels like magic. You're like pinching your fingers and it's all. I mean, dude, isn't that what we dream of? You know what I mean? Like oh, that's, getting that, that crazy. Well, that's just it, right? It's yeah. but it's like also, but but because it's like that, it, of course, the internet's also the the response to this was of also course. this is like some dystopian shit, of especially course. because especially because like the um. Uh, the commercial that they ran during the event or whatever included a part where a father was sitting there reliving a recorded moment with the fucking headset on, but the room is empty around him, and everyone was like... But that's so cool, though, too. Like, that's just... But, I don't but, know, what it pre- but what it presupposes is that when that moment was happening, he was wearing the fucking headset to begin with. <laughs> and so it's just like... It's just kind of like, you know, it's almost like the Wally thing where it's just like, how close are we to just, like, hover chairs and fucking shit strapped to our heads and everyone's just, like, morbidly obese rolling around the streets? It's kind of like... Kind of like whatever was was kind of just making fun of. But it, it is very impressive, very impressive, uh, you know, tech... Nothing new, but just using all the stuff that exists, and this is what Apple does, all using all the stuff that exists, and then tooling it to their, uh, you know, to their ecosystem in in a very, uh, a, a very Bro, I'm looking at, professional I'm looking at these way. videos right now, yeah, I'm seeing that thing with the dad's yeah. showing there, and they've got the two kids there, and the, but I mean, that's some fucking cool to, like, go back and watch a video, you oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. And, and all of the virtual stuff, like, there's a guy standing there, and, like, uh, you see in the mountains and the water, and, like... I've I've used VR headsets, man. This shit looks fucking real. And I can imagine the tech they got in this is probably on another fucking level. So like Pornhub.com right now is sitting there going, oh, oh my Pornhub.com. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm in. 
<laughs> and like, somebody... imagine like just being on an airplane. Who who needs who needs your laptop anymore? Who needs these little screens? You fucking put that thing on there, and you're you're off to the races. You're watching movies. You're fucking. I mean, dude. <laughs> this is it, it's, it, 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 yeah, it's I good. might have it's, to spend thirty five hundred USD <laughs> to get this to, to say I got it. I think See one of what the, the write offs are looking like. I think one of the best. I think one of the best jokes I saw was that somebody somebody was like. Man, those uh, those uh, those uh, dad cops with nothing to lose are gonna go absolutely nuts with their shit in movies, because it's like the classic, like the cop whose family got killed by a mom, and he's just sitting in an apartment somewhere. Yeah. The lights are off. He's got the headset back on right yeah, before he goes on his all. rampage. I don't know the the crime. The dead wife, John Wick, putting in straps of VR headset to his fucking head. Dude, I mean, and, and if nobody can, like, if you're watching a movie on your headset and the world can't see what you're doing, but you can see what you're, I mean, that's fucking, this is crazy tech. This is, like, really fucking cool. Well, well that's, like, the crossover of, of the AR and VR combination, and, like, that's why I said a million years ago, I said VR by itself will never fully take off. VR needs AR to transition into, like, yeah. the everyday space. This is the first product that's successfully merging those two technologies in a in a relatively smart way and i still think that as we go on ar will like will will consume the vr portion yeah. as time goes on the tech gets better and better and uh and it just seems to you know that's that's where we're, we're headed but yeah there you go 3500 us uh, i don't know what the date was i didn't i didn't catch the date i just saw the price tag and 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 choked uh but uh <clears throat> yeah, it's um I think it's probably this year sometime. Uh launch is set for early 2024. Okay, there you go. So yeah. before I would imagine that means either right before fiscal year end or right after the start of the next fiscal year. 3499 US. Holy Woo. fuck. Woo, and you better know that's going to sell out in Bro, like it, minutes. I'm I'm crazy. I I'm buying it. <laughs> I got to we, mean, just went, the, we just went from there's no there. chance to We're immediately there. buying a $3,500 headset. I'm fucking Is there. Is it even available for, for pre-order in Canada? I don't know, but I'm going to find out once we're done all this. <laughs> if, I, if I can pre-order, I'm going to take one for the team, and then I'm going I'm to I'm experience this craziness. Going to have to uh, describe describe it now again keep in mind you're getting the stock apple apps you ain't getting anything fancier oh, no. yeah, yeah. than that so wow. yeah it'd be uh yeah, quite uh fucking cool quite something uh now from cool tech to uncool old dudes running websites into the ground it's time to talk about twitch mr black yeah yeah, it's that time. It's it's almost the summer, which means if you've been keeping tabs at home, every single summer for about seven years now has been the time where Twitch drops the biggest nuclear shitstorms on their platform. And boy, they haven't wasted any time as we are only barely cresting into June. Uh, barely not even, you know, really summer weather per se, despite what uh, everyone... By the way, uh, our apologies to uh, New York, who is currently in the seventh circle of hell, uh, experiencing Dante's Inferno, thanks to the wildfires up here in Canada. Uh, although, double shout-outs to the Diablo 4 ad that could not have been better placed uh, at the time that it was. 
to uh, take advantage of the red orange sky and dystopian world around uh, the uh, the billboard for Diablo 4. Uh, but yes, our apologies for that. Uh, we'll try to stop lighting our forest on fire. That would be a great start. Now, Twitch.tv. It's a place that if we were on right now, mere hours ago, we would have been a little bit uh, hesitant about whether or not we'd be able to do our NordVPN.com slash OTT plug in the middle of our stream. It was a convoluted, crazy few hours. Twitch was putting out fucking announcements. People were trying to understand them. Some people misinterpreted, other people didn't, and everyone's was mixed and bested and everything it was crazy. So we're going to do a little bit of a breakdown because there were multiple announcements of different types. Some announced very publicly, others clandestine, under the table, a little bit behind the doors uh, that got uh, changed as time went on that people dug up afterwards. It was a complete and utter fucking dumpster fire this week for Twitch. And it's not over yet. It's still, we're still waiting for shit to roll through. So let's get started with this, Mr. Black. It's our favorite topic as always. So let's get into it. Twitch. I have in my notes here, very specifically, Twitch can't possibly have feet left to shoot. I can't, they're worked up the leg. They're into their shins, maybe even a knee at this point because they, they can't shoot a foot. Foot's gone. It's been gone for a while. So is the other one. So they're on stubs, shooting friggin' stubs right now. First in this list of things. First was the release of the change in branded content allowed on the platform on streams, which included reducing what they what they refer to as burned-in visual uh, sponsorships or ads. That could know that could be any they weren't allowed to be any larger than three percent of your screen real estate. For reference, the Nord VPN icon on your screen right now and the Patreon icon on your screen right now here on YouTube is more or less as big as they could get. Now they didn't stipulate the problem part of the problem was in this early interpretation was they didn't stipulate if that was three percent total or three percent per logo. And so some people were like, well, I got multiple sponsors. What if I have to have two, like, two logos on the screen at once? Now it's 6%. What the fuck is going on? Is it, is it, per, is it per fucking thing? So there was a lot of confusion. But they put this out. And of course, this did not go well. It immediately lit a torch to uh, pretty much everything on, uh, on Twitter, all the content creators. Uh, and, and more specifically, as uh, Mr. Black also pointed out on his Twitter uh, and many others, uh, tournament organizers went, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> how is any of this supposed to work our screens are using a lot more than three percent to be putting the sponsors on that allow these fucking events to even happen to be hosted on your platform to begin with so it wasn't the most incredibly well worded although i i will say it was ironically the most specific change to policy i have seen them right yet usually twitch is like insanely vague like, they'll put out, as we've seen them about, like, their terms of service and shit in the past, like, what kind of clothing you can wear and what's sexual and not sexual and all this shit. They are usually, I mean, just, like, Silent Hill 2 fog vague. You're walking through the town, and all you've got is a board with a nail in it, and there's some crazy shit coming at you. You can't see it. You just know it's there. That's basically how Twitch has written their fucking terms of service shit for years now. But this one, 
They had like a fucking picture book, Mr. Black. This is like a pop-up picture book for kids. They had just about everything that you could hope, with the exception of can it be multiple, you know, p- you know multiple logos on screen, as specific as possible, down to the percentage of the pixels on the screen as they were happening. And so people were rightly a little confused. They all they all took to, uh, to Twitter and other social media, putting pressure on on the site. Because what does this mean, Mr. Black, when you can't have sponsors taking up certain stuff? What does this mean for contracts that are currently going? If I ask you, Mr. Black, what is the most the the biggest avenue for people to make money once they hit a certain size? And we're not talking sponsors. huge sponsors. Yeah, we're talking. You hit a hundred people average from that point up for most people. Unless they're avoiding sponsorships for whatever reason. Sponsorships are the biggest source of income, bar none. Not advertisements, not, su- not subscriptions, not, not tips or donations. It's sponsors. And so when you start to rug pull that shit, everyone was like, whoa, hold up. And especially, like we were just mentioning, the tournament organizers. So they walked that one back, Mr. Black, as you would have seen. They came out. And they had their own. I'm, I'm actually kind of sad that it wasn't in, like, card form, like all the game developers we talked about uh, the other week. You know, they just put theirs in Twitter, you know, tweet threads. I wish they were in card form so we could add their, like, our own Twitter, like, our Twitch collage of their apologies. Because every policy they put out, within, like, four hours, they have seven apologies for the fucking policy changes they're trying to make. So they came out and they're like, our bad. We were pretty vague about it. You know, it was bad. You know, we missed the mark is their favorite fucking. It's like they looked up the fucking root for the word sin and we're like, that sounds good. Put that shit on Twitter. And so they put that bitch out there and everyone went, wait a minute. You weren't actually vague. This was very specific. Nobody believes what you're saying right now. The cat was out of the bag and we hadn't even gotten to part two of this bitch. But everyone was already looking at Twitch going, wait, what are you doing right now? What is it? What do you got planned? What? What's going on over there? And so people were talking. And talk they did. And after the walk back, yeah, I'm going to put walk back in quotation marks. Not long after that walk back, so it was like, here's some good news. We're not doing that anymore. And then they slid right in behind that bitch. An even worse thing. And this is the real meat and potatoes. The one that hasn't been really brought to a head yet by Twitch or anyone else. What they're calling the MSA, Mr. Black. This is a real bitch, this one. This is some shit. So let's get into that. Following the walk back, we got the follow-up kick in the balls. When they announced a change to their website agreement that essentially said that if you streamed after that update, which, by the way, they didn't really publicly announce very much because they wanted as many people to stream after this update as humanly possible so that you were caught with your pants behind your, or down around your ankles. Once you had streamed after that agreement update had happened, it was essentially you agreeing to the updated terms of service for the site. What were those terms of service? Well, it led to this bad boy. The MSA, the Monetized Streamer Agreement which even sounds shit on its own. It doesn't even include the word partner anymore because partner might imply you have any fucking autonomy or say in what's going on. But if you just say monetize streamer agreement, you can just strap a number to a motherfucker and have them be in a cog in a wheel somewhere to churn out content for you so that you can make some money. So the monetized streamer agreement replaces all existing contracts on the platform, Mr. Black. 
Every fucking one of them. Doesn't matter if your grandfather like you and I would have been. Or if you're a new contract in the last couple of years. This is going to replace every single one. Affiliates as well. Their contracts also get replaced. Because this is a homogenous agreement that is unifying the general monetization of streamers on the platform. And will be made public for viewing. Everyone that wants to see this agreement will be able to see it whenever they want. This new agreement will uh, also no longer require, and this is the big one, so they're forcing, just, just keep tabs on this. They changed, <laughs> they changed the terms of service on the site so that if you streamed after that date, without letting anyone know that they changed the terms of service really, that you had agreed to this coming through, once this is in place, once the contracts that you are currently under, so whether it's yours or mine or anyone else, comes to their term date, which is the yearly term date, whatever contract you have, you are going to get notified, uh, presumably with a certain amount, like 30 days or some shit ahead of time, that you have to now agree to the MSA. And if you don't, you're stripped of your shit. If you agree to it, you also agree to this nice little nugget in here, which is that moving forward, any changes made to the monetized streamer agreement do not need signing off by the people who are, you and I, on the other side of the agreement. Twitch can unilaterally make changes to the monetized streamer agreement without us signing, which up to this point was not something they could do because all of our contracts, the ones that we've had up until this point, have a clause in which any changes not only have to come with a certain amount of time ahead, but we also need to sign off on them. And so they're changing that. So now they don't have to do that. They can just do whatever the fuck they want. All they have to do is give you 30 days notice. If you continue on, that's you agreeing to it. If you want to back out, you pay $25 to cancel your contract, and you walk the fuck away. So... There's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. People were processing that, which, even if, you're not a, even if you're not a content creator, you might have heard all that and went, wow, that sounds kind of fucked up, and that's because it is. But then they followed up with something else. People were still processing this shit. Ammunition was writing theses. People were writing fucking medium articles. The world was fucking exploding. We had, we had, uh, fucking, uh, Devin Nash was just putting videos together faster, as fast as he possibly could. He's cranking that shit out. Mach 4, informing the way we had lawyers weighing in on this shit. It was just Elon a complete... Musk was like, yo, I'm a, I think I'm going to start up a streaming services for gamers on Twitter. Elon was like, Twitter? We can take on Twitch. Shit was just all over the place. We had Kick coming in saying, we'll pay the $25 cancellation fee for people to come on over to fucking Kick. Kick also announced at the same time they're trying to come up with some sort of tiered service in which they will be paying an hourly rate for streamers yeah. on top of their other shit, which we don't know the specifics of, so don't get too fucking excited about that. However, all the same, everyone was weighing in on this because obviously it was a hot-button topic, and the only one that wasn't getting in on it? YouTube. They were just watching this shit from the back, going, ha-ha! Got him! <laughs> but like I said, there's more. So while everyone was, you know, running around chickens with their head cut off, they slipped something else in there. You'll remember or recall that we talked about this many moons ago now, well, several months ago, but the date is coming up for a couple of things here. The 
ability to simulcast, which is a fancy term for stream on multiple services at once. Say you're playing a game and you've got a YouTube channel and you got a Twitch channel and you've got, for whatever reason, Facebook gaming uh, and whatever else, uh, TikTok, uh, for example, simulcasting would be streaming to all of them at the same time. And presumably you are able to read 15 chats simultaneously and so God fucking speed. But however, people were doing that because one thing in content creation you try to avoid as much as you can is putting all your eggs in a single basket. And so lots of people trying to build a platform outside of just Twitch, because for a long time, a lot of old school Twitch streamers only built on Twitch, which eventually in the last few years with the policy changes that have been happening, you might imagine has become a problem. So they made some changes at first back then they said, all right, look, we're going to let you they were, this was, this was in the midst of them doing some other bullshit, which I believe at the time was letting everyone know that the 70, 30 and greater splits were going away after you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. So anything above a hundred grand was 50, 50 below a hundred. If your contract allowed it, first of all, let's just fucking quality or quantify that or qualify that if you had it. Up to 100, then after that's 50-50. Everyone else, 50-50 flat. That's the show. Shout out to Zamek for 22 bucks. Bless. Thank you very much for that, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. So, around that time, that was their, that was their band-aid. They said, oh, yeah, that's real. That looks bad. But, you know, trust us. It's for your own benefit. We're going to allow you to simulcast. And everyone was like, oh, really? That's kind of crazy. Okay. All right. Sure. But, and the but was, it can't be to main competitors, which was YouTube, Facebook gaming at the time, Mixer if it still existed, shit like that. But you could, you could stream to TikTok, they didn't give a fuck about that, or like Instagram Live or whatever the fuck, but none of their main competitors. So people were like, okay, well, I mean, that's, it's better than nothing, but still kind of shit. That's gone. Bye-bye. So for a time, certain people not on contract. So if you were not an affiliate or not a partner, you could simulcast all you want. Because as far as Twitch was concerned, well, you probably weren't big enough for anyone to give a fuck. Uh, And so they just let you do it. You weren't there. They weren't paying you. And so they just let you go about your business and, and, you know, simulcast UFC fucking whatever night it was to every streaming service that you wanted to. And then Ninja said, hey, hold my beer. Hold my whatever, Bud Light, whatever he's sponsored by, whatever weird fucking beer he's, he's drinking. And he said, hey, what if I just leave my contract and just, because eyeballs and stuff, oh, I'm making more money off eyeballs from sponsor, again, spon- it's this magic word here, yeah. sponsorships. So he just needs eyeballs. So yeah, fuck, fuck, the, fuck the partnership shit. I'll simulcast everywhere. Get thousands of people on every platform. That's the way to play it. So we did. And clearly somebody at Twitch went, wait a minute. That's probably not good. And now here we are. They followed this up with, not only are partners and affiliates not allowed to simulcast anymore, but everyone is no longer allowed to simulcast. And everyone went, well, fuck me. This is even worse. And Twitch eventually went, wait! All right, we're walking that one back, we swear! And they said some nice fluffy words. But in reality, what they did is they just moved that shit into a different part of the agreement and kept basically the same verbiage. Shit's still there! 
And so as it stands, that's kind of where we left off. That's the last we heard from Twitch on any of this shit. So as we have right now, they are trying to work their way in on sponsorships. Clearly, Twitch wants to operate as an agency for all of their partnered streamers. Clearly, because they want a cut of every single dollar that comes into yep. the pockets of anyone that's on the platform. They're working on it. Them saying that it was, spe- they, I didn't put this in, but they said the walk back on the, on the ad percentage and all that, that original meme was to target very specific, uh, a very specific technology of literally piping in shit that were, that were, you know, is like an actual ad agency piping stuff in, not a sponsor, like for example, NordVPN with us, but like an actual ad agency using, you know, web injection to pipe in shit that would supersede Twitch ads or conflict with Twitch ads, et cetera, et cetera. It's essentially cutting out Twitch entirely as an ad agency. They said it was that. I had never even heard that existing until they mentioned it. I can't imagine. I can't imagine very many people had that going, if at anything. Nobody believes that's really what that was for. That might have been like the the public-facing reason to make it look like it was okay, but the reality is they want to be an agency, 100%. They want to cut of all the sponsorship deals that come through all the streamers' pockets. They want to have all of the companies register with them to be able to work with the streamers and then filter that down to the partners. And, well, they're not partners, sorry. They monetized streamers to be able to get a cut of all of their shit. So that's where that sits right now, and that's what they're trying to do. Follow that up with no simulcasting for anyone. Means if you're on Twitch, you are on Twitch. Period. If you're on Twitch, you can't stream simultaneously somewhere else, which means you would have to split your hours throughout the week, stopping from from Twitch, streaming somewhere else, coming back to Twitch, streaming somewhere else. To which, of course, you know, for somebody like Ninja, he came out with a video and was like, so what, you're giving me only Twitch? or everyone else, because nobody else has the stipulation, clearly, I'm going to go with everyone else. Why would I lock myself to a singular fucking platform if I can just do everyone else somewhere? Like, why? why well, I think, what I th- logic ultimately, I think what Ninja's going to do, unless he just puts his foot down and is just like, nah, fuck you, you know, like, uh, I- I'm just done on this platform. I think what Ninja will do is he'll get his partnership back from Twitch. He'll he'll make his, you know, his money on Twitch. But then when he wants to stream on other platforms, he'll just not stream on Twitch and he'll stream on all those other platforms at the same time. And then just show up to Twitch maybe two, three times a week. He'll make seven figures a year on Twitch. And then he'll, you know, make multiple seven figures on those other platforms combined. Or he might just take a stand and just say, no, you know what? You know, making a million bucks on Twitch is just, nah, I don't need it. I'm already filthy rich. Uh, I'm just going to put my foot down and maybe others will do the same. Or, you know, you're not going to strong arm me into getting a partnership with you again and uh, making you half of my money or 70% of my money up to 100K and then, or 30%, sorry, up to 100K and then. And you know that's going away immediately. That's my last point. Then I want to hear everything you've got going on in that little dome of yours, Mr. Black. My last point of this is that with that MSA change, with a 30-day notice, meaning they can just change whenever the fuck they want, Yep. I promise you one of the very first things that's going away 
is the 70-30 split. Everyone will yeah. be knocked to 50-50 as soon as viably possible for the yeah. platform. That's happening. They will be the only platform that sits at 50-50. I promise you it's happening. I, I'm going to follow this last one up, and I want Jeff's opinion on this after he gives me his opinion on everything else about this. I want you to button it up with this one. I think there is a 25% chance, maybe even a bit more, depending on how the rest of this next couple of weeks shake out and what we hear from them regarding some of this shit. And, how, and after everyone combs through every fucking document to make sure they're not just lying, I think Amazon's going to be selling Twitch inside the next five years. I think they're doing everything they can to try and make this profitable as they want to. And if they can't do it in the next half decade, they're looking for places to sell this, this product off. Because no, how many streamers, I mean, not to make this a longer thing, I, I'm going to just tell you right now, content creation in general, I mean, we already saw when Twitch got the leaked shit, we already know what people are making. From the biggest of the big, down to the smallest of the small, we had a much better barometer of what people are actually bringing in as content creators. And, for, and now more than for many years, the amount of money that you can make without being a one percenter is getting harder and harder, a lot more effort for a lot smaller amount of money. And so to lock yourself in on something like Twitch with this kind of contract versus going literally anywhere else would be pretty much career suicide for the vast majority of, of content creators. Unless you're somebody big enough, like Jeff was saying with Ninja, where he could pop onto Twitch two times a week, six hours at a time, and still bring home like $150,000, $250,000 a year in subs just for showing up twice a week and doing some sort of fucking meme, playing with another streamer or some other shit, you know, because, because he can. But for anyone else, I, like, I, especially when they bring in the 50-50 only, I promise that's happening. They've already, with the global, with the change for, like, the um, uh, regional pricing, that knocked, like, 20% out of everyone's pockets right there. Then they came out with the bits, the gifted subs. I saw this Everything coming. I called and this now, shit out years ago. And now we're at 50-50 across the board, not even the first 100K, but just across the board for everyone. That's going to knock another 20 to, for some people, upwards of That's 30%. That's me. me. Right? I'm a 70-30. And so am I. And so yeah. you get rid of another 20% of the income that's already getting thinner and thinner. That's not sponsorship. And you can see there's a showed their hand. They're coming for the sponsorships too. 100%. So how many people are going to stick around for that event? Like how realistically to keep the platform afloat. And so I think there's a, a very reasonable chance that inside the next five years, Amazon is in a position where they just go, this is, we we're just not making the money. We need to sell it while it's still worth something. And they're just going to offload it to somebody else or close the bitch down entirely and not even bother selling it. Because I don't know how you sustainably have this platform when YouTube exists at 70-30. That by itself, no sponsorship issues. They're not coming after you for any of this shit. That by itself, you'd be insane. So anyway, Mr. Black, all of that being said, what was your experience watching all of this come through on social media? What are your thoughts on this? I would love to know. Um, I guess I'll just start with the uh, the ad space one. No, we'll go with the um, we'll go with the multicasting uh shit. Um, okay. I personally think, and I mean, maybe I'm just passing the buck. So you know, 
I could be wrong. But I think Ninja propped this. Um, I think if Ninja did not so publicly try and almost find a loophole in the system um, and be so vocal about it, um, I think this still would have happened eventually because somebody was going to do it. Um, But I think it expedited this because for a while, Twitch was like, oh, yeah, you know, if you're not a partner, you can... You can do whatever you can do. You know, you can stream on multiple platforms, blah, blah, blah. You're not under any agreement. And I think they're... And, you know, to a degree, it makes sense. I think this part is probably the part that I agree with the most. And I still don't agree with it. Because, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it still takes away from the content creator. And if they don't have any... any, um, it's it's like uh, It's like if you're using your Apple phone. And, you know, all of a sudden they're like, I don't want you texting anybody that that has an Android. You know, you have to only text from iPhone to iPhone. Um, it's kind of, you know, like I, I understand why they're doing this. And why they allow you to do like TikTok or Instagram live. And they do that because discoverability. Because they know that the people on TikTok and the people on Instagram Live are probably not on Twitch. And so they understand that there could be a conversion there to bring those eyeballs over to Twitch because they're simultaneously casting. Well, they know that if people are on YouTube watching a live stream or they're on Kick watching a live stream, they already have Twitch accounts and they already are integrated within the live stream. I, I can't think of any any person and maybe somebody in the comment section or, or in the chat live right now will let me know. But like, is there anybody here that doesn't have a Twitch account that doesn't watch Twitch or heard of Twitch? And you're watching this live stream on YouTube. It's probably not many. You could get, you could definitely see that on Instagram and TikTok, simply from the demographic and where those places are on the internet. So I understand why they're doing that. Kind of shitty. That like if you're not even a partner, you can't do it. I mean, that's when you're when you're not a partner on Twitch, you got to do anything and everything you can to get discovered. I mean, you are buried. So, you know, in order in order to have some lifeblood, you're gonna need to be casting on that YouTube channel that you have fifty or a hundred or a thousand subscribers. You're gonna need to be on the the Facebook page or the 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 Kickstream. Um, and and be on Twitch. You're going to need to be that guy or that gal that is on multiple platforms so you can have some kind of discoverability. If you're a new streamer and you're on Twitch, depending on the 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 category you're under, you're just not going to be seen. This is that simple. You're just unless somebody is literally searching from smallest streamer to largest streamer in the directory, you're not going to be seen. And chances are. From the smallest, you're going to have 50 streamers from zero views to three views, and you're still going to be buried within that small subsection anyway. So you got to do what you got to do. You got to get you got to get in, in in front of as many people as humanly possible. So that's shitty for those people. Do I think that this hurts streamers as a whole on Twitch? No, I don't think the ones that are already established, the ones that already you know are the monetized streamers uh, on the platform your affiliates and your and your your partners I mean for one they couldn't do it before anyway but I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference um so we'll start with that that's okay 
Sure. Um, what's the other one? The, the other one is, oh, the, the, the 70, 30 split shit. I'm with you, Adam. Um, I fear the worst. I fear the worst for my 70, 30 split. Um, I think this time next year, I'll be at 50, 50. Um, unless they have some sort of grandfathered thing in where they are going to keep the 70, 30 people and that's that. But the reason why I don't think that is the case is because you spelled it out for everybody. There's a reason why they're making this change. They didn't just wake up one morning and say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just, let's just get everybody to sign this new contract. Doesn't matter if you signed a contract last week or last decade, we need everybody, and if you don't, you're losing all your shit. So there's a reason why they're doing it, and guess what? It's not for the benefit of the streamers, guys. It's the benefit of Twitch, period, point blank. And if you don't believe that yet, still, then you're just naive and you're just dumb. I mean, I'm sorry. You're just dumb. There is a reason why they're doing this, and they are going to take more from the streamers. I mean, it's that simple. They're not doing this to give you a raise. You're going to wake up in six months and go, everybody, guess what? It's Christmas. And we're all going to 70-30, boys. We heard you loud and clear. Oh, man, we just were so happy to finally just give some good news. 70-30 for all. No. No. You ain't even going to see the, we're getting rid of the 100K cap. So you're just 70-30, just go. No, that ain't happening. If anything, shit's coming down. Everybody's going to 50-50. They ain't going to have this anymore. And I also believe that that they're going to completely, I'm calling this out. I think they're going to completely get rid of all exclusive contracts on Twitch. All these streamers that got the bags, oh, enjoy those bags. They're gone. You think, if you think you're getting another 20 million bucks, 10 million bucks, three, four, five million dollars a year because you're a streamer that gets 20, 30, 50,000 concurrent viewers, and you've got all these eyeballs? Nah. Bro, you got your bag? Invest. Because you ain't getting that bag again. I don't think, I think Twitch has learned a very tough lesson. When they were handing out money left, right, and center trying to compete with, with, say, Mixer that went bankrupt, Facebook that's about to go fucking bankrupt, the Facebook gaming, that shit ain't going to exist in another 12 months. That's gone. That's fucking gone. All of those partners, whenever renewals come, they, none of them, none are renewing. The bags, they got offered a bag to start. All their numbers came down when they went over to Facebook. And now Facebook is, is offering you new bags based off of what you have now, which guess what? Is not a lot. They ain't paying you millions. I'm sorry. That's why a lot of these streamers are coming over to Twitch and reality is sinking in. They ain't getting the bags from Twitch. Or if they are, those bags are running out. So I'm calling it ain't no more exclusive. And in fact, the fact that they they got this clause in here, I think they're going to bring everybody to the same level playing field. There ain't going to be no more favoritisms. There ain't going to be no more... Oh, you know, Ninja. Remember, Ninja used to be the darling of Twitch. He's out there cussing the fuck out of him now. Ninja was the guy on New Year's Eve getting paid a million bucks from Red Bull to go there and do the fucking floss. 
He used to be the guy, the blue frosted tips. You guys remember that saga? Only bleed purple? Nah, nah. He he was bleeding purple because they were giving him the fucking bag. And the thing is, is those bags are going and the streamers are going, no, no, no. Because a lot of these streamers used to, wouldn't say shit about Twitch. They do stuff like this. They keep their fucking mouth shut and take that money. That's simple. Now you're hearing them out crying. Almost all of them. And that's when you know. Because if they still had poll behind the scenes and they still had those, uh, those, those, those channel managers and those big brand deals coming in from behind the scenes, they'd shut the fuck up. They wouldn't say nothing to nobody. Not a soul. Those bags are running up. And now you're hearing them go, okay, fuck. Now you're hearing words like kick come out their mouth. Rumble come out their mouth. Twitter come out their mouth. YouTube come out their mouth. Because they know their bags are ending and now they're trying to get bags from these other streaming services. And I think that these other streaming services are also catching on and they ain't, look who's doing it the best. I actually think who's doing it the best right now is YouTube. YouTube is shutting the fuck up. They're just doing what they're doing and they're keeping large multi-million subscriber channels. They're paying them and they're keeping them on that platform and that's that. And you know they're getting all the help in the world with the algorithm on the back end. And they're getting fucking massaged. And they're, they're, you know that system is working for them. And that's why they're keeping the mouth shut over there. The other, the other uh, ones that are doing it right now is Kick. And the thing is with Kick, Kick is just being reactionary. Kick is just memeing the fuck out of Twitch. Memeing the fuck out of these other streaming services. And they're just doing it. And they're a whole, that's a whole nother fucking bag of worms. But at the end of the day... Twitch is doing so so much shit that people are going, what the fuck? That kick is starting to look like the good guys. Kick. That's okay. That's Steak. Tough. That's tough. Steak. Steak is looking like a savior right now. It tells you everything you need to know. So, yeah, I fully agree. Um, I think the 50-50 across the board is coming. I don't think it's going to happen in the next... I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think it's going to be a year that's, out. That's next summer's nuclear that's next, bomb. Yep. <laughs> that's coming. That's coming. And I also believe... And I have no insider information, guys. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I do still work with Twitch on some things from time to time. And I still love the company. Like, okay, maybe I don't... Okay, love is a strong word. I... I okay. I... Tolerate. I, I still have love for Twitch. You know, I, I, this is, let's just say this. I am just super grateful that I'm at the tail end of my career and I'm not, this is, this didn't, all this shit didn't happen five, six years ago because I'd be stressed the fuck out uh, straight up. I mean, I'm still a little stressed out about all this stuff because like, you know, yeah, I, I make a good living on Twitch, but like I'm not I'm not some mega streamer that's you know, you know I I make I make a I make a I make a good living, but all that is on the backs of my community. It's not on the backs of of the ad revenue I'm getting on Twitch or or the subscriptions that I, that I get on Twitch. Those things help, but like it doesn't help when those things are being gouged all the time. I took a massive hit financially when twitch entered this gifting of subs market they knew exactly what they were doing and they know exactly what they're doing when it comes to going into now the 
the sponsor stuff with this 3% thing. Uh, you know, I believe that just like what Adam said, they want a piece of everything that the streamer is doing. They don't want us, the streamers, to be independent contractors that are going to go out there and make 80% or 70% of our living outside of Twitch's grasps. They want us. It's kind of like Dana White with the UFC, right? Where it's like everybody, if unless you a superstar and you get in the bag, everybody you you just you you just you do as you're told, and you, this is what you're getting paid, and we will only reward the ones that are out there, landish, loud, uh, get, brings in the eyeballs. And the thing is, is if you go up against the power, you are silenced, essentially. And I'm not saying that Twitch is silencing streamers, but it's getting to the point where they want you to rely on Twitch so much that you have no choice but to fall in line. If they if they have their their hand on your ad revenue, which they do, they have their your your their their hand on your donations, which they do. And I know that they don't take a percentage of donations, guys. But how many people watching this stream right now or this VOD donate way less money than they did before because now they're conditioned to gift subs, which is in a form a donation to the streamer. It has become the culture on Twitch. So in a roundabout way, they do have their money, their, their, their hands on that. And for the majority of streamers, they're taking half. They're taking 50%, 50-50. A donation, if you if you donate, if you gift 10 subscribers, that's costing you 50 US dollars, right? Or is it, yeah, is yeah, it 10? 50, yeah, 50 10. US dollars, okay? Yeah. The streamer's getting 25. Then they pay tax on that as well. If you donate $50, the streamer's getting like 48 48 and some change or 47 and some change after PayPal takes their fees, then they pay tax. Think about it. They, they got their, they got their hands on the ad revenue. They got their hands on the, uh, disposable income of the streamer, AKA gifted sub slash donations. The thing that they don't have is sponsorships. They tried to do this with the bounty board, where I guarantee you the, the, the offer, if I got a $500 offer for a bounty board to stream a game for one hour or two hours, guaranteed that $500 that I made is half of what Twitch got. They're, they're making their cut too. And I'm going to make the assumption that it's going to be 50-50 like everything else. Maybe it's worse. I don't know. Maybe it's better for some. I don't know. I I don't know, but you know they're making money because that they get a big campaign. They push it out. First come, first serve. Once that ad fill is filled up, that's it. You can't get the bounty anymore. That's why if you see a bounty and you like it, you got to lock that in because an hour from now, 30 minutes from now, that, that deal could be gone because the fill is up. Then you look at uh, things like stream elements. So stream elements... You've got all the pop-ups and stuff. What does Twitch have now? They've got alerts on the back end. They want they want everything going into the ecosystem of Twitch. 
When you make money, Twitch wants to be the one to feed it to you so that you have this feeling of, I need Twitch to pay me, not I need NordVPN to write Lag TV a check. And they want a piece of that. It's very clear. I mean, it's as clear as it gets. So it's inevitable. I don't know how they're going to pull this off. It's only a matter of time before they have some kind of clause or some kind of brand-related thing. And I think what ultimately is going to happen, they're going to come out with uh, maybe a better bounty board or a better uh, sponsorship-related thing where streamers can opt in um, and, and, and make, I guess, make money. And if they do that, just like the AdCentive program, it's going to come in fucking hot. You're going to go, oh my God. Fucking Manscaped is going to pay me five grand to do two hours. Oh, this is incredible. And everybody's going to get hooked on it. And they're going to be like, yep, but if you take these deals, you can't get your own deals. Or you can get your own deals, but it's got to be 3% of the screen. Or it's got to be, there's going to be these clauses. Or you can't have competitors to official Twitch branded uh, 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 companies that we're working with. There's going to be something. And then after six months, a year of that really good money, just like the ads, ad intensive program, which I called out, shit's going to go down. They got everybody hooked. They get everybody in on this. Yes, yes, yes. And then it's going to go down. And then eventually you're going to be left with minimal. And I, 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 I don't know. I hope none of this stuff happens, but the writing is on the wall. And I think right now they're just kind of tiptoeing around trying to infiltrate our pockets in a way that we don't notice, but we're noticing everything. And um, I just wish that Twitch would be upfront and honest about their struggles as a company and say, hey, guys, we want to continue to be here. We want to keep, we love what this is we need to make money and to be frank it's i we don't know exactly how to navigate these waters i don't you know but I, we're just going to be upfront and honest things are going to feel weird and, and tight around here we're, we're going to have to skim down it's it's like amazon making twenty thousand job cuts but like without just firing streamers they gotta they gotta cut their bottom line. And then, you know, I I I just I don't know, man. I, I'm so conflicted about all this because on one hand, I'm a capitalist, right? Like I understand the company needs to make money, and I want Twitch to make money. I want Twitch to be super successful. I want Twitch to be here when my son's a teenager. The 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 problem is is we as the streamers can't always be the out. It's not our job to make you money. It's your job to enable us to make money while helping you make money. Right now, it's like we've done all the legwork. Like what exactly has Twitch done for us in the last five, six years as a whole and added some really big value? Amazon Prime, the Prime shit, that was the biggest triumph that Twitch has had in recent memory. And that's old news now. 
and and even that has gotten very egregious. They have gone they the 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 level of hype trains and we all just call them scam trains and the the flashy shit the the stuff that I dude I have to e-bag essentially people to gift subs because nobody's fucking donating anymore. You know people don't want to watch eight minutes of ads in a row. You'll lose your viewership. They just want to leave. Like fuck this. But it's like, how else do we make our money? So I have thoughts about that. You know, I have, I have, I have, a, I have a theory of how we, how we got here, and how we got here is, is why some of this is happening, and why I think there's almost no solution that's going to solve it, but just drag this out and inevitably end in the shut, shutting down of the of the of the site or the sale from Amazon for somebody else to figure it out. So I'll start with this. And we've talked about this before. YouTube, which is massive, which is an understatement of itself. YouTube is fucking ginormous. Dwarfs Twitch. They don't really make money. (laughs) YouTube for many years and could still be to this day was run at a loss by Google. YouTube being owned by Google means that they have access to the most powerful analytics the internet has access to. Nobody comes close to Google's analytics. The granularity of information that Google has on every person that has waltzed through any of their services or used their search engine or went on YouTube is insane. By the way, I'll use this opportunity to thank Major because we're coming up for air here. Thank you, Major. 50 euros. We're eating good. Bless you. So they have this insane, powerful data that allows them to do what? have the most high-value targeted ads possible for YouTube as a platform. And it only gets better over time. It gets more and more targeted. The value of the ads goes up and up and up as, as people continue to use their services and they're collecting all this data and they have this insane data analytics on the back end. If, as, as a creator, if, like you might think you even understand Analytics, and then if you go into Google Analytics backend and you actually start like looking at shit, your your fucking head going to explode. And that's what they surface for you. That's not what they've got. That's just what they surface for your ass. And so, with that being said, understanding that YouTube struggles to make money with the highest value ads of any video platform, bar none means that Twitch is already fighting an uphill battle right off the rip. As a content creator as well, if you have a YouTube channel or many like Jeff and I do, and you're on Twitch like Jeff and I are, you will know that there is an absolute absolute fucking Mariana's Trench chasm between the analytics available to the streamer on Twitch and the analytics available to the person on YouTube. Night and day. Twitch has had 
since its inception as an actual platform of Twitch, not just Justin TV. A miserable time targeting ads to make them worth money. The best they've been able to do is just carpet bomb large sections. And that's just not worth the money that YouTube's ads are worth. So you, they're already starting with a shorthand. And then they have to pass whatever that is onto the streamer, which is why for years, everyone was like, Jesus, how are these, so these ads? I could run ads all day. I'll make four cents on this platform. It doesn't make any sense. Like you can compare like viewership to viewership of like YouTube to Twitch. And you're like, what the fuck? That's why. Because they're not worth as much to the people that are buying space on Twitch. When do I think that needed to change dramatically? The moment Amazon bought Twitch. Amazon is one of the only companies that could even, and uh, using the word approach is even a stretch, but approach the analytical capabilities and advertising targetability of Google as a company. And clearly, you cannot convince me that Amazon, upon purchasing Twitch, went into the back of Twitch's site and said, we need, right now, to make sure that we sort out your ad problem and integrate everything we've got to support your site to get hyper-targeted ads so that for every eyeball on this website, you're making money and we're making money. And at some point, the streamers will be happy too because they'll make more money in the process. That clearly did not happen or didn't happen nearly as much as it needed to. And so that's one strike against them already. Their biggest moneymaker as a platform cut out from underneath them. Twitch has been running on venture capital for like a oh, yeah. decade. Oh, yeah. And that money, just like in esports, bye-bye, not there. Which means they need ads to make shitloads of money, which is why... Even though the, the monetary value of the ads have gone up, which is why this like ad program that Jeff was just talking about has enabled some streamers to make almost comparable to YouTube money. Not quite, but you know, getting better. People are walking into the site to go find a stream. They click on the stream and it says playing ad one of nine. <laughs> 45 seconds. Yeah. You've got like 10 minutes of fucking ads. Well, now there's a, a legitimately a 10-minute ad break on the back end now. You can run 10-minute ad breaks. And that's and what I'm saying, that's pre-roll. We're not even talking yeah. about, like, the streamer choosing to oh, run Oh, yeah, ads. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is just yeah, pre-roll. No. Just smack you with it. So, that, so this is desperate, like, de desperation uh, beyond desperation. They changed the 70-30 split because, as we saw in that leak, what percentage of streamers are the ones actually making money for the platform? 0.01 percent yeah and what all of them are making well north of a hundred thousand so what do they do well south of a hundred thousand for partners fucking buckets of them they'll be happy they know they're still getting their 70 30 split up to 100k everyone else fuck them that was the next part of them trying to claw some money back a little bit well now we got now we're now we're doing all this shit trying to get it bits we need to get bits we need to get fucking gifted subs we need to get our hands as many, the, like, as many pockets as possible. All this stuff is reactionary to the point, to the, to the, the uh, immediate fact that in Twitch's early days before being bought out by Amazon, 
they really didn't have either the capabilities, the knowledge to, or never thought to really invest more heavily into ways to make the the website profitable long-term without the need for venture capital. And so all this was great when they were making their venture capital. Then they got bought out and shit started going tits up and Amazon sitting there going, well, we need you to actually make money now because we bought you. And so by this, this year, we need you to cross over into the into the green here for us. Why everybody's leaving? It's why so many people. That's why so many people left Twitch. It's uh, like work wise. They're just like this ain't this ain't the same. This is well, just pure corporate. This is this is Amazon. This is not this is not Twitch. So yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. I don't like it. Um, I'm nervous. I love Twitch. I love being on Twitch. But like even even myself, like I'm. I'm streaming a little bit on kick. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, prepare for the inevitable because there's just going to come a time where Twitch isn't, which is so crazy for me to even say this out loud, but I feel like the time is, is approaching where eventually Twitch is just not going to be the ideal place to stream. And that's nuts to even say, because even two years ago, I, you know, and Twitch had its problems for sure. But even then, I'm like, yeah, no, Twitch is, Twitch is not going anywhere. It's the leader. It's always going to stay the leader. Now it's like, it's up for grabs, man. And this it's is up with YouTube, grabs. by the way, doing almost nothing. nothing. They just stayed the same. They just kept doing what they're doing. Nothing. You don't see any of this shit on YouTube. If at any point YouTube wanted to walk in and start and start actually like investing more into making the site more navig you know navigation friendly and stuff for streams and all this other shit, this would be like the moment. Like if I if I if I wanted to like spend the money, I think YouTube YouTube don't care because they can sit there all day. They have all the time in the world, so it doesn't matter. But if they wanted to, if they wanted to come in and do the the killing blow. So to speak, walk up behind with the bat and just what? This would be the moment right here. But I don't think that as soon as they kill, as soon as they they lost, um, uh, what was his name? F Wiz, uh, or Fwiz, Fizz, Fizz, Fizz. Oh, what was his name? Ryan. Um, as soon as he left, I knew they were probably going to stagnate that the streaming platform side for a really good long time. They thought they were just good enough at that point. But, uh, dude, it's uh, 100%. We're getting to a point where Twitch won't be the ideal place. We're getting to a point where uh, Twitch, Twitch will... And this, I think this is what fucks me up. We're getting closer and closer to a point where Twitch won't be a part of my life. Yeah, man. Because if I'm not here streaming, I'm not here, I'm not here at all. I don't have huh. time to watch streamers in the first place. So, like, I, I'm already, like, I don't get to, like... Yeah. But it was just more, which is insane to even think about. It's and, sad. And just, it, it's just brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. It's brutal. And it's just like, dude, I'm trying to defend Twitch as much as I can. But like this, the way that they're doing this shit, it's just. You got to give something back. You got to like add features and shit. People give a fuck about something. You got to do something. But they've something. just been doing one unilateral, one directional pull. And then they'll be like, oh, well, you can do like. What do they call it? Co-star or co-star? Like where you have multiple? Nobody fucking cares. Nobody fucking cares. Nobody's using that shit. No. Nobody cares, dude. 
They like got Nobody rid of like traditional rating and shit. Like they're just like everything that was good. There's like taking away. They're adding nothing in return, and now they're doing this shit. And so like it's just wild. But for me, just to put a button on this as well, like the whole ad thing for streamers my size that were floating, you know, between the seventy to one hundred and twenty range. I can't find any game where I can get consistent followers with anymore. Yeah, I, ads, I, can, I, I can only play games where I'll get more of my own community to show up. Yeah. And that's the, there is, there is no such thing as new followers. I, in the yeah. last, I was talking about this on my stream and why I'm telling people, by the way, youtube.com slash at I am Nova. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, slap in the face, go over there. I, I have months where I have zero new followers and I could stream for 200 or more hours. Popular games within my community, streams where I have 70 to 90 people watching and I'll have zero goose egg new followers because people get bounced by endless ads i've been streaming for a decade i've never seen anything like it until they started doing this shit and it's completely crushed my stream even like i i mean me leaving to do the house was bad enough but like in conjunction with this i can't Uh, get in a month a month hundreds of hours with a hundred almost a hundred people and i wasn't turning over a new person one that's when i knew i looked at it and i said oh it's it's, we're we're end of the oh, road bro. here. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, end of the road. There's just no. There's no. The only thing. The only thing that you can do right now, unless you're a like a big time streamer, because the big time streamers are gonna be fine. Because it's the the whole thing is catered around them anyway. They're still gonna take some hits, for sure. But they have the weight to move. They exactly. They can. They can. Yeah. They can withstand those hits. Right. Yeah. The, the 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 smaller streamers or the ones that are it's really the ones that are just making enough to live and we're talking like minimal wage or a little bit more just enough where it's like if i make any less i actually can't pay my bills this is a problem those people they're <laughs> fucked they need to start uh diversifying where there's where where the content or they need to get in the school or they need to do like they need to get ready to go back to to work I'm and doing this a becomes a hobby into Wendy's yes that's where my ass is gonna be no straight up I, I, and, I, and I, I even hate I, it's sad to say it but like it's the damn truth everything that Twitch implements right now is just adding another layer of uh, to, to to or another hurdle to jump over and it's to the point where there's nobody is going to show up to the fucking race you're just going to be there and it's just going to be hurdles in an empty stadium and they're like no they're like no and the person that comes to the stadium to watch the race the ticket master aka twitch is going before you go into this stu- this arena that has zero people in it. <laughs> okay, I need you to watch these eight ads from our sponsors. I need you to watch these, and then they, then 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 as the person going into the race, they go, "No, why am I watching all of this shit to see 
what's going on in this empty stadium. I already know what's going on in this empty stadium. I want no part of this. I'm going to go to the stadium over where, yes, I will have to watch nine ads, but the stadium is full. So when these ads are done, I'm actually going to have people to go and talk to, 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 you know, there'll be a show going on. It's just not going to be this barren wasteland. That's where we're at. If you're a streamer and you're just getting by, don't wait any longer. You need to start making actions now. Should have started making them yesterday. Well, this in in the grand scheme of things, just to, I guess to wrap this up and then we'll move on. In the grand scheme of things, this it feels like this was a slow a slow burn. The ch- like the bulk of all of this bullshit is like eighteen months. Like yeah. in the last 18 months to 24 months. It's happening most, quick. It's, it's happening it, quick. All of it front end or like back ended to that. And so for some, this is, it's like a sneak attack. It feels like you should be able to see this coming even faster or because it's happening faster. But for some people, when they just get on like a streamer's life, a lot of the time you wake up, you do whatever yeah. you, you get stream, lost in the sauce, man. Eight, you 12 get, hours, you go to bed. And you know. so, like you, like, you don't see, like, you think you'd see it, but you don't because most of your time is just making the content. You're not, you're not catching this shit unless you're somebody that's making so much money, you're streaming, like, six hours a day and then administrative shit for, like, another, for another few hours in the back end. But, yeah, it's crazy. It is. It's crazy. So, oh, one, one last, I fucking forgot to say this, and I'll just say this, and then we're going to do our, our, ironically, our sponsor bit. They added something new into this contract as well, Mr. Black. Min- I can't remember what, how they worded it, but like they're actually putting in like uh like minimum like content quality yeah, required and yeah. requirements yeah for the first time into these contracts. They didn't outline exactly what the fuck that means, so you don't know exactly like how many hours does this mean? You're gonna now you don't even have guaranteed money, but you still want us to stream a guaranteed number of hours a month and to a certain quality level that you're not fucking, like, you're super bad at being specific about anything, so you could just arbitrarily just pull fucking contracts because you just say the quality's not good enough. So that's also, I forget to fucking add, that's also, which is clearly fucking abysmal. Dude, they're charging people $25 to get out of to their contract. To cancel the contract. I mean, are you that And it's that an administrative fee, but, like, yeah, really? Yeah, exactly. But really? <laughs> really? $25? I mean, that's two Big Mac meals. I mean, come on. You're Amazon, okay? Bezos, okay? Yeah, $25 for an already uh, struggling streamer. You're going to chart. I mean, is it is it even really worth the bad press? Like, just, I mean, gosh, damn. Like, like, what happens if they end your contract, right? So what happens, like, is now they are in control, right? So what happens if they say, hey, you know what? Monetize, you're done. Oh, $25 on the way out. Like, are they doing that? I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Who knows at this point? I just hope that Twitch, that this is a wake-up call, which, let's be real, it's not for them. Like, they're just going to do what they're going to do, and we already know where they're at. It's inevitable, guys. They, just because they put this out and they, and they took a step back, this don't mean that this shit ain't coming back. Uh, they got to reword it. They got to maybe modify it a little bit. They got to, you know, do whatever. It's coming. So prepare your bodies. Um, you know, 
if they're uh, support your streamers, guys. Support your streamers. If you if they if, have if, to move somewhere else, that's the most important that's thing. It. You have Go to support with your streamers. Them. Do not and I and that's the great thing, which which is different now, is years ago, if a streamer said, "Hey, I'm moving platforms," or "I'm I'm uh, gonna spend some more time over here," or whatever, a lot of the community is like, "I don't like that app. I don't like this. I don't like that." Now, it's almost like the viewers, because of the amount of ads that are being thrown in their face how much the streamers are being transparent about how screwed they've been getting. I Viewers are more than ever, not all of them, but more than ever willing to go where the streamer goes. Uh, and obviously, they're still going to take a hit no matter what. It doesn't matter who you are. But it feels as though, finally, the viewers are getting uh, uh, conditioned like the streamers are, and they're starting to be a little bit more lax about the decision-making that some of these streamers are having to make. Support your streamers, guys. I'm not saying don't subscribe on Twitch or, you know, make sure that Twitch doesn't make any money. They they definitely deserve to make money. But if you want to see your smaller, your medium-sized streamers continue to do this for a living and entertain you, unfortunately, the onus is going to be on the viewer to open up their wallets and not necessarily the tools that we have as streamers to make money the old-fashioned way, which is kind of shit but it's where we're at. And now we're at that time to sell out Mr. Maximus Black. Tell him about our sponsors. Well, first is patreon.com slash lag TV. If you guys want to support Adam and I, you know where to do it. Head on over there. They even got the dollar menu. Um, And then $5 or more allows you to take part of tech support as well, uh, where we answer your guys' questions here on podcast and in the StarCraft casts. Uh, You guys, we, we are patreons have gone up substantially uh, over the last six weeks or so since we started doing starcraft and stuff again so we do appreciate it um and then obviously when uh, stormgate finally releases we'll uh we'll venture down that road uh and hope the game's good uh if you guys want to support our sponsor so that we can continue i i our, our current contract is uh good until august so if you guys want to help out um and get those subscriptions in uh, so that we can get a renewal come come August, it is a big deal uh, for us. They do, they are a big chunk of the, of of how we. They're just a big chunk. So, if you guys are are in the market to get a VPN, a virtual private network, think Nord VPN and use that promo code OTT. That is N O R D VPN dot com slash OTT. Uh, when you get a two-year subscription or more, you get a massive discount plus four bonus months. That is still going to be good for about another week, and then the uh, the deal is going to change up. So I think this time next week, I'll double-check. That deal will change here very soon. Uh, so if you guys want to take advantage of getting those four bonus months, uh, do that very soon. Head on over there. Stay safe. Stay anonymous when you're on the Internet. Watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button by masking your IP to a different region, unlocking and opening up different catalogs uh, and licensing from these streaming sites. And of course, when you're on the internet, if there's region block content, websites, Twitter feeds, videos on YouTube, you can quickly, at the click of a button, mask your IP to a different region so that you can unlock that content and watch it. And of course, the most important part is the anonymity 
being able to stay safe and anonymous when you're on the internet, whether you're at home or you're traveling uh, across seas to a friend's house, to a public Starbucks or McDonald's, public Wi-Fi, wherever, have NordVPN so that people cannot get access to your data. Um, it's just a good fail-safe to have. And when it costs less than a half a cup of coffee at Starbucks a month, it's not a big commitment. I do believe right now for a two-year uh, deal, uh, plus four bonus months, uh, all in, it's, it's around 88 bucks, something like that. And it's going to last you, you know, almost two and a half years. Uh, and it's a great way to support us, the sponsor, and yourself. Uh, and you do not have to be a programmer. It is a click-and-go type thing. It works on your iPhone, your Android, your Mac, your PC, your laptop. I mean, they, it, it, it's virtually got an app for everything. They've been in the game for over 11 years. The best in the business. Very high-speed uh, servers. When I'm on them, I can stream, I can game, I can stream and game all at the same time as if I'm just using my regular IP on my internet as if nothing happened. Uh, And with a 30-day money-back guarantee, you get your money back, no questions asked, if you don't like the service within 30 days. So go check it out. Uh, I know we're on the theme of supporting your um, your favorite content creators. It's a great way to do it while also getting a good service uh, for yourself as well. And that's it. Boom, which means it's time to move on to... Tech support, no, movies and TV. <laughs> We're going to get there soon enough. There's not too much to talk about here. But uh, first, though, I want to give a shout out to the Iron Sheik who passed away this week. I'm actually surprised he made it to that age. And uh, A wrestler from the 70s or 80s making it that deep. He was, I think, 81 years old. That's some shit. Most of those guys have uh, long since, uh, you know, uh, kicked the bucket uh, many years previous. So shout outs to the Iron Sheik. Uh, you know, fuck Hulk Hogan right to the end. Uh, you know, good stuff. Uh, he, um, uh, yeah, he was uh, constantly in character. He's quite a Twitter account, constantly in, in character. He, I, I can't remember what it was, his last tweet. I think his last tweet was something about, like, I think it might have even been in regards to the fires, like, fuck the fires or some shit. Like, he was just in all cap lock all the fucking time. He's just dropping shit. So, shout outs to Iron Sheik. Uh, what a run. Uh, in, uh, in other news, and sort of hilarious news, Barbie, Mr. Black. That's a movie coming up, going toe-to-toe with that Oppenheimer. Uh, and and shout outs to anyone who managed to, uh, to get in to see the 70 mil version of that shit that's gonna be fucking wild uh there's a one of the greatest posts i've seen online for this is uh somebody had pre-ordered their tickets to go see oppenheimer the 70 mil version and when they looked at the seat map for what had already been purchased there was one sole crazy motherfucker you probably saw this i did (laughs) one absolute mad lad front row center nobody's for like four more rows behind him he is sitting very front row, IMAX 70 mil, dead center. That nuke is gonna go off. He's gonna be blind, deaf. <laughs> he's just gonna. <laughs> he's gonna die. He's, he's gonna, gonna die, die from the nuke. He's, gonna he's die. going out. But he's going um, out with a bang. He's going out his way. He signed yeah. up for that shit. He knows what he's getting himself he's, into. Yeah, there were other seats available. Like this oh, was not kinds. like. He just all went kinds. for that one. He's like, and you know it's a that. guy. You know it's a guy oh, that did it. Ain't no chick going and do that no, shit. No, no, not a one. <laughs> There's not one. This is a dude. This is a dude. He he's is going by have... himself. It's one seat. Moving yeah, yeah, by gonna... yourself. Front oh, yeah. row center. He's hardcore. He's hardcore. <laughs> he want. He wants to experience fucking Christopher Nolan's 
fucking setting off actual bombs. Yes, yes, Uh, and he's and he's there for it. He's gonna have a big fucking bucket of popcorn and the largest pop known to man, and he's gonna sit there sweaty as fuck, getting blown the fuck up, and he might not make it out, and he's okay with that. He's totally fine with that. He is. He knows that there's a chance he might not make it out. Bro, I laughed so hard at that picture. I just looked at it. I was like, that's that's some shit. That it's is gangster a, as fuck. It's gangster that is as ga- fuck. That's a gangster move, man. You do yeah, that bro. shit, that's gangster as fuck. Um, but uh, Barbie, anyway, that was where I was going with this. But You know what would have been more gangster? What was that? Front row, but on the very end. So you got to like kind of <laughs> look to the side as well. That shit, that's the only, that's the only more gangster that is. I mean, <laughs> at least in the center, you're just kind of there and you're just like, you know, you're kind of like oh that. Oh my but god, on the dude! Far end, you got to be like, bro, you, know, you better watch, you better oh. be a neck pillow with your ass if you're sitting front row in that shit. Otherwise, you're uh. gonna not be able to move your neck the next fucking day. You gotta bring one of those wrap around like plain neck pillows. Adam, he ain't he ain't coming home, bro. He's going. He's raw. not going there. He's not worrying about the neck. He's saying this is it for me. <laughs> this is it. What is what is what is it in IMAX? Is it seventeen thousand watts of audio or some shit? Is it some uh, it's, absolutely it, insane? It's a lot. It's a lot of watts. <laughs> it's a lot of watts and he's got that so. center channel oh yeah just, just eating it just eating that center channel <laughs> every every piece of dialogue that is predominantly center channel he just Cillian Murphy's voice is just gonna oh, be yeah. shattering his face every oh, yeah. time he fucking says a line <laughs> in that movie holy fuck and bro imagine you know how movies are fucking di- like the dynamics are done for audio especially Christopher Nolan movies Oh, yeah. Where for some reason, dialogue, because everyone whispers, dialogue is going to be, like, fucking just down here. You ain't here. hearing shit. And then as soon as a bomb goes off... Oh, bro. He might actually die. There's yes. a, There's a non-zero chance he joking. dies. I wasn't joking. He might go out. <laughs> so shout-outs to that mad lad. That mad lad. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a crazy, crazy guy. Uh, but yeah, Barbie... Barbie, of course, very pink. The set of Barbie, extraordinarily pink. So pink that they used so much pink paint, it actually caused a shortage. People were literally unable to buy pink paint for a significant period of time because all of it was being used on the Barbie movie set to make that movie happen. I just thought that was some funny shit. I just thinking to myself, somebody's gone in, they got, you know, oh, we got a gender reveal, we're having a baby girl, time to go paint the room. Oh, let's do it the traditional pink, and there's no paint. Thanks, what Barbie. What the fuck? Thanks, Barbie. Bro, I have a sneaking feeling that movie's going to be absolutely fucking incredible for no reason at all. Uh, just- and you know, you know the main theme song is going to be Aqua. Barbie uh, girl. It, it better. Well, actually, oh. it's not because they have the they released the soundtrack for it, of which they did dude. a lot of. Dude, you know who did? If, you know who did the pr- producing for it for this movie? Do you know who's the music producer? No. Um, Mark. Um, uh, the guy who did um, uh, Uptown Funk with Bruno Mars. Mark. Ooh. Fucking uh, Ooh. yeah, bro. Oh, dude, the music's Ooh. gonna be. It's gonna be good. Fucking good. It's gonna be good. Music. That era too. Oh, it's gonna be good. Yeah. You know, you know, Aqua is gonna be in it that. Better be in there. Be, oh, if it's not, it it loses one point right off the rip. <laughs> Just <laughs> automatically gone. Gone. So That's if it's an so eight true. out of ten, it's an auto seven. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> they will have that in there, guaranteed. And everybody at least in the like theater five seconds. It. Like it might oh. even be one of those things where they're in the car and they're on. They they press like they turn on the radio and it's like they're going through the stations and Barbie Girl comes on for like three seconds so they don't have to pay for rights and yeah. they immediately change it. Like it, it, that or it'll be the that. credit or it'll be the credit song. That could also that one could of the two totally also be it. Yeah. No, dude, bro, that, that movie, I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be fucking fire. I just have a feeling. And you got you to gotta give them props. They're going up against fucking Oppenheimer. People are literally buying both tickets same day, going from Oppenheimer into fucking Barbie or Barbie into Oppenheimer. I don't think anyone's brain was ever meant to be able to handle that kind of whiplash going from those two movies back to back. You know what? You know what? I bet I'm going to put money on it. The motherfucker in Oppenheimer front row also booked Barbie calling it right now now he's got to be going to barbie first because he's not leaving the fucking he's theater not leaving oppenheimer, oppenheimer. <laughs> that movie's gonna be fire i can't wait to go see that it's oh gonna that movie's dope. gonna be so good i can just yeah. sense it it's christopher fucking nolan for god's sake it's kind of like what are you what are you gonna do um in other news uh pixar which used to put out certified bangers all the time and everyone was like this is the greatest animation studio you know north america's ever cranked out for 3d animation anyway <sighs> Unfortunately, going through another round of layoffs, I feel like Pixar is getting real close to just being closed down or eaten up by uh, by just like a a general Disney thing. Some other, excuse me, branch of Disney. Because they're going through another uh, pretty substantial round of layoffs there. Including highest profile one, of course, for the, the sake of the story that many people would know. Uh, the, uh, the employee who just so happened to save Toy Story 2 by having a backup copy at home, uh, when somebody accidentally at Pixar's office accidentally ran, uh, um, uh, ran some shit that ended up deleting the master copy. So this is a relatively well-known story. Uh, everyone was freaking the fuck out because back then rendering that much video, whoo! Took some fucking time. And so when they accidentally deleted Toy Story 2 from their own friggin' server, everyone was freaking the fuck out, like, oh shit, this is bad. This is real fucking too. This is <laughs> this is literally cataclysmic. Whoops. Uh and as it turns out, this one employee just so happened to have brought home a hard drive with a copy because they were doing some work. And she and like I think it was a, I think it was a one. I can't remember though. And they she talked got a about nice bonus. <sighs> Bro The bonus. She, I thought it must have been real. I think there was, I thought I might be, I might be imagining this, but I think there's an interview where they interviewed that employee where they were talking about the stress of, of, of getting that hard drive from home into the studio without anything happening because it was the old, that was it. That was the fucking show. Like this consumer fucking hard drive. There's no way she just drove that shit in the office. They must have had some fucking people in fucking hazmat suits and fucking armored vehicles taking that bitch and driving that down and creating multiple copies ASAP. So anyway, unfortunately, that employee was part of the layoff rounds uh, this time around. And so, uh, yeah, that was that was sad to see. It's just brutal, which means, you know, if they're doing this, you know, what's coming. Toy Story fucking 5, you know, uh, fucking Kung Fu Panda 7. Uh, they're going to be cranking out a bunch of fucking sequels uh, or something because clearly they think that Pixar is not making enough money. And so they're going to probably dip themselves back into the same wells over and over and over again. But I think that Pixar is getting closer and closer. To, uh, Disney's just going to swallow them up and shut the name down and just be fucking done with it. 
Uh, they've been getting closer and closer to that. But nevertheless, uh, I'm sure they'll find jobs. All of them are extraordinarily talented people. I mean, I th Pixar are still pretty much peak uh, in that regard. So good luck to them. And that's all I had for moving TV news. I don't know if you have anything that uh, cropped up. No, I'm going to go see Spider-Man. Uh, Heard that's pretty fucking weekend. good. Yeah, I'm going to go see that, I think, Saturday. Um, outside of that, I, I went to go see it on Sunday, but the theater was so fucking packed, and I had arrived like seven minutes before the movie started, and uh, I wanted yeah. to get food, and I hadn't eaten anything, so I was like, nah, I'll do this next week. So, um, It's still nice yeah. you go in like a Tuesday, like early in the day, and yeah. it's just dead. It's dead. You just yeah. go in there, I get my IMAX seat, sit where I want to sit. Front I, row. I, I, I always sit. I always sit on the on the lower deck, but at the yeah. very top in the middle, because nobody can kick me from behind, like because it's oh, like a walkway there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I never. And there's usually nobody sitting in front of me. Nobody's like. It's just I got my own little area. Uh, so that's that's where I like to go. I still look too far out when I'm there. I used to, my my old favorite was the row where you had the bar in front the of bar. you. The bar, yeah. That was my favorite, but but for a lot of movies, when they use full format, it was still making me look up too much. And yeah. so what I started, and a lot of people try and get that spot. So yeah. I, I, honest to God, I'm in the second last or last row in IMAX now. Yeah, and I just sense. look straight out in the middle of the fucking screen. Yep, makes sense. Um, and you lose a little bit of the of the of the side audio. It's not quite as good as if you're obviously sitting dead center of the fucking like at that bar, but it's it's more than good enough. Yeah. And then I'm not like, yeah, you're comfortable at least. Yeah, like that mad lad in Oppenheimer. Uh, yeah, I don't think there was anything else. We haven't been watching anything not really good. here uh, to speak of. M is is neck deep in Love Is Blind Brazil right now. Brazil. Uh, just randomly. Yeah, Did you watch the, the other one. No, some of the girls at work were watching this, and so that's why she started watching it, because it's the You still it's didn't the watch the damn cooler. US one yet? Oh, my fucking well, hell. Well, no, man. sorry. I've watched... No, the Love is Blind one, I've watched, like, three quarters of it, but I never I never watched the rest of it just yet. Part of the problem is I don't really... I, like, the only thing I'm watching right now is the NBA Finals. Nothing else is on my television when I have time to sit down, and M doesn't like that one because there are, like, two or three people in that show that she just fucking hates she can't even as soon as they get on screen she's like nah i'm out of here I can't, I can't do i cannot do i've tried and i i'm the king of shitty reality tv all right but you can't do Hale the foreign versions king, queen, i cannot do the foreign versions <laughs> i just like i don't want to read subtitles while i'm watching my reality tv i can do it for like shows and movies specifically like like asian shows like because usually the production is like really really good yeah, yeah and it you almost forget your 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 reading subtitles but when it comes to uh fucking like brazilian love tv shows or russian or fucking i just can't do it man and then if i put on the um the the dubs like the like the english dubs it, it sounds so weird that the actors aren't even really trying to act. It's like, how could you cheat on me? I don't know. Do you not love me? Yeah, I love you. Yeah, I love you too. Oh, okay. And there's like no emotion. It's just like, it's so bad. I can't do it. I will say, so. I will say anything out of Brazil is not that though. Because the Brazilians are like the, they're what's well, the Portuguese. It's, it's unimaginable passion. Everyone mm. exists at 11 at all times. 
There is no lead up. It's like within five seconds, they're either head over heels or they want to kill each other. And then when they meet each other, there's no like small kiss. They are tongue oh, yeah. in uh, stomach immediately. Mm. They're they're dry humping on national television. They don't give a fuck. They're just so passionate about everything. And like, just so ro- like the men are all so romantic. And, you know, they're like, it's like a, it's closer to like a Latin thing. So they don't give a fuck. They're out there crying and shit. Like North America, everyone's like stiff upper lip, fucking army type <laughs> shit. Nobody wants to fucking like be passionate. Uh, and so, and so, you know, yeah, so it, it is in that regard, but there have been other ones we've watched where it's like that, where I just can't watch it. Cause it's just like, it is like you described, but the Brazil ones, like we watched like a little bit of the circle Brazil, for example, and stuff before the Brazilians are fucking wild, man. That's like, they're a different set over there. They're, uh, they're rolling, they're rolling I know different. The, I know the women are a different set. I'll tell you that. Bro, it's crazy too, because so many of them on the show, like the guys and the girls, you know, like their beauty standards there are different than they are here, obviously, but they're like super fucking high. Some of it's because plastic surgery is insanely popular over there in general, second only to, I think, South Korea now. But like the like there was this one woman, like the five minutes I watched this episode with M, she had it on her phone, we were eating dinner. And and the, the girl was like, you know, I know I'm not this is she was doing like interview to just the camera, her and the camera. And she's like, I know I'm not like conventionally attractive or whatever. And. And and she's like, I'm a little bit overweight. And I'm looking at her, I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? You're a, you're a per, you were 100%, I mean, at least for our beauty standard, 100% conventionally attractive. Zero fucking, not even remotely overweight. Maybe for Brazil, definitely not for over here. And then the guy who was also super handsome dude was like, you know, I'm a little on the shorter side. I'm not all that good looking. And I was like, <laughs> the average people in brazil just like 14 and oh, a 10 yeah. like how like oh, these yeah, people dude. when i was when i was in uh barcelona i don't know oh, if I said Spain, this all, spain's but, another one yeah dude um everybody was sexy <laughs> i mean i you know there was dudes i'm 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 walking through here and i'm like you know <laughs> if you're walking around and you see a girl right everybody knows right you do like you know you, you know you, 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 you kind of turn around I was doing that for some dudes. Where I'm like, <laughs> like goddamn. I'm like, what the fuck is in the water out here? <laughs> everybody was fucking hot. Everybody, <laughs> and it's like everybody's just got like the right amount of tan. It's like this like brown, like uh, I, I don't fucking know, bro. They are just different over there. There is nobody overweight. The only overweight people I've ever seen were like tourists. Yeah. And you know, you know, they're a tourist. Everybody is like healthy, fit, fucking like, I, I don't know the, the accent, the fuck, like everything. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I felt like a fucking, I just did not feel like I belong there at all. Like, my I'm not nearly attractive enough to be walking no, these streets. It was crazy, dude. I, you know, I, it's just something. So, some cultures, man, they just they're just different. Amazing what happens different. when you take like ninety percent of the sugar out of the diet. What happens? Eh? Isn't that impressive? It solves yeah. itself pretty quick. Yep. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, that's all I've got for that. And if that's it, then we've got to very quickly move. This is a, I yeah, this is a possibly going to be long. We got we only got to have a couple questions here. Then we got to spit out into some star crap. People Tech are support. getting. This is this is where the first comment is like, oh boy, it's longer than usual. It's going to be a good one. Uh, where is my post? There it is. Refresh that. 
Open that bad boy up. Henry says, is it just me or Toronto drivers assholes? No, they're assholes. Not as bad as Montreal, but they're, yeah. No, but they're bad. And we get to see more of them here because so many of them moved here. So now we have a bunch of them here. And they're like, and and our roads are kind of the kind of roads where it's not a city where everything's a grid. And so there's already, even if you live here, you can fuck up and like do some crazy. But then they're out of towners and they're asshole drivers and they don't know where they're fucking going or what they're doing. And so just like the sheer number of accidents in places I've never seen an accident ever in the city. Like, multiple car, and, like, it's just Ontario license plate, Ontario license plate, Ontario license plate. <laughs> so, no, it's not just you. They're, they're asshole drivers and kind of terrible all at the same time. Uh, let's see here. Mm-hmm. Blainer asks, what are your top three male and female actors? Actors and actresses, Male, top three. Uh, Denzel Washington, number one, number two, Leonardo DiCaprio, and number three. I'm gonna go with uh, da, 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 da. Uh, actors. I'm gonna go Christoph Waltz. Cool, good choice. Uh, female. Um. Angela Bassett, um, Michelle Yeoh, and oh, what's another queen I can throw up there? Um. Damn. I know I'm forgetting somebody, too. I'm going to have to think about the third while, while you start, while you start mm. going. Um, so for me, I'm going to go with, I have, to, I have to have Leonardo DiCaprio in there. I think, I think you're, you'd have to almost be insane not to include him in that list. Um, so Leonardo DiCaprio... I think I'm going to throw Matt Damon in there uh, as well. Um, and just to, to keep it white so somebody can be mad at me, I'm going to say Michael Shannon is my, mm, is my third. Is I, Michael Shannon, like, I don't think he's the best actor of all time, but I think he's one of my favorite character actors. You can, he's, he doesn't have to be the guy that like runs the whole show. But you plug him in as a character, and he just crushes it. Especially if that character has to be angry. Oh yeah. There are very there are very few actors that when they have to play an angry character, I'm watching it, and I'm and I get I'm like I get like you get the feeling like your hair on the back, your neck stands up because you're like fight or flight mode because you're like I gotta fight this fucker. Very few actors get there. Michael Shannon angry. I think it's because he's actually just angry. I think that's his secret sauce. Is I think he's just angry in general. But when his characters get angry, I get like whoa, bro. Hmm. Calm down. But very good, uh, very good character actor there. Uh, I think the first time I saw him that I really liked him was in Boardwalk Empire, which is a fire show in general. With a lot of good actors and actresses in Boardwalk Empire. Um, so that's, so that's, I would say, my, uh, my three there. I would say in general, 
despite the fact that it's a shit show anyway, uh, like a, a, another one is is Will Smith is a fucking ridiculously good actor. Oh yeah, he's very fucking good. Good comedy. Good. I just don't drama. get his. Uh, for me, I just don't get it. I, I get much more excited for a Denzel movie than I do a Will Smith movie. Yeah, M's, M's the. Oh, it's two of me now. Hi right. guys. Welcome oh, back. I'm back. <laughs> um, M's the same way. M's a big Denzel fan. Yeah. Oh, she got good taste. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. And then I think for my third female actress, I'm going to go ahead and put Jennifer Lawrence in there. I was going to say, I was going to say Jennifer Lawrence. So Jennifer Lawrence, um, and then, um, uh, let me just make sure. Uh, so like Jennifer Lawrence, it's fucking stupid because there really isn't. It's like what makes it difficult is there. Michelle Yeoh, man, she is fucking. She's a she's pretty fucking great. That's true. Oh, she's amazing. So like, I'll, she's, I'll, like I not to bite your list, but like I'll, I'll, I'll those two would uh, be mine. And then I think my third that I always say and I've said on this podcast at least once before is Meryl Streep. All right, yeah, I mean that's that's a safe bet. I don't think Meryl Streep's ever done a bad movie in her entire life. Yeah. I, I'm not like the the thing is is uh, there isn't I know it's gonna it, it kind of sounds a little mean to say there's not but a lot of female there's not a lot it, yeah stuff. like stuff that yeah that I just like run out if I hear a female like if there's a female actress that's part of something besides those three that I mentioned no I don't really run out to the theater to go watch and usually even with those three they got to be part of sort of a bigger a bigger thing so to speak for me to like. But I hear I hear Leonardo DiCaprio and Denzel Washington. I mean, I'm I'm in. I, I, it actually just doesn't matter what it is. Like I'm 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 in. No doubt about it. Uh, let's do one more, and we'll save the rest to try and squeak in during our StarCraft casting. Um. Uh... <laughs> this is such a random question. Okay. It's a random question, and on top of that, um, it's from the 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 venerable pulsating ripe developing titties. Mm. Who asks? Imagine a genie appears and offers you guys this deal. He will give you one million U.S. dollars if you agree to lose a finger, and for every additional finger you sacrifice. The amount doubles. So 2 million for the second finger, 4 million for the third finger, etc. You get to pick which finger to lose each time. The process is instant and painless. Well, thank God for that. How many fingers are you giving up? Ooh. I'm giving up at least one. Uh, probably getting, getting rid of my, my right ring finger. I think you kind of need to have a pinky. Like, I feel like a pinky is a pretty important fucking part of the, uh, the operation of a hand. And then obviously a thumb, your index finger is super important. And who wants to lose their middle finger? You know, I think the ring finger is like the safest. This, cause I could still, 
you know, I could still turn shit. I rarely ever even use the ring finger when I'm opening things and, and shit like that. So, and I don't want to lose my left ring finger because that's where my wedding ring is. So that'd be weird. And then you said, like, it doubles for, like, the next one? Yeah. Like, you get two million for another yeah, finger? For the oh, next finger. man. And then four million for a third. Oh, and then eight million for man. a fifth. Well, you know, do do I have to do it all at once or can I do it over time? Because I, I feel like I would I, I feel like I would I'd get rid of one I'd get rid of this one now for a million US. I'd put that money to work. And then as I got older, I would probably get rid of another one. I just don't know which one. Because I you know, two million more? Fuck. I mean, there are people out there to be like, all right, just get rid of one hand. They just fucking yeah, chop, yeah, just, just chop off the fingers of one hand. I'll just nub it around. Uh, but I think the ring finger on the right one for a million bucks, painless, don't feel anything. How can you say no to that? Uh, honestly. I'll just put my wedding finger on my right hand instead of my left. Makes sense. I'll get I'll get rid of the pinky and the and the ring finger on my on my non dominant left hand. Yeah, because yeah, I can what? still uh, I can still do yeah. I can still do everything I need with basically those. Yeah, three. you know what? I think you're right. I might have to steal that, Adam. Get rid of the, <laughs> get rid of the get rid of the, the the left hand ring finger, and I'll just wear it on the right hand. You know, it's whatever. Because you know you want your dominant hand. You do wanna you have want full motion. You want everything. Yeah, like you even when you're getting a good stroke on, like you want to have all five <laughs> fingers, it's gonna feel weird. Uh so yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I can't get rid of the pinky though. That yeah, I don't think I can get rid of the pinky. <laughs> Maybe if I'm like old, you know? Like fuck it, get rid of it. Two million. <laughs> you gotta keep it for the shocker, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean two in the pink, one in the stink. That's right. And on that note, that's the end of a technical off podcast. Time to go cast some StarCraft. <laughs> thank you very much ladies and gentlemen for stopping by hopefully you enjoyed yourselves hit the follow button if you're here on youtube watching this live and you haven't already uh hit the like button as well and uh and just once again if you listen to our rss feeds you're somebody that occasionally pops in and watches it on youtube uh we're not reposting the videos because for some reason it's making monetization of these videos basically impossible and so, um, yeah, we're, we're just going to leave it as this, which means you'll get a notification for the live stream, but you won't get a notification for the VOD getting posted. Just assume it will be there. If it's a Thursday and we haven't announced that the podcast isn't happening, it's there. It's there. And it's in the podcast tab on the channel. They literally have a, a fucking whole tab for podcasts. It's there off to the races. Um, and you won't even see it in the videos, like the videos nope. tab. It just won't even be there. It's just in podcast until we see you guys next week. Thank you very much for stopping by next week should be interesting because I think by that time, well, yeah, the summer game fest will be over. We're coming up on that. That starts, I think tomorrow we get the Microsoft Stormgate event this weekend. Yep. Stormgate as well. We got info for that. We've got the Microsoft event coming up. So we're going to see star, uh, Starfield. Starfield yeah. So we're going to have some shit to talk about uh, next week. Until then, thank you very much. Stay safe. Have a great week. And peace. Peace.